Okay, let's see what's news today. Uh, the morning paper blues, huh? Oh, bad, bad, worse. Wait. Uh-oh. No, good news. The General Assembly in Richmond is working on a law to help Dominion Energy customers. If it passes, it's going to lower the cost of electricity. Uh, let me see. Right here. Wow, you're right. It saves Dominion Energy customers at least $350 million. Is it law? Mm, not yet, but I sure hope it passes. Great. Now pass me the comics. Legislation being considered by the Virginia General Assembly strengthens regulatory oversight and saves customers at least $350 million. That means a savings of about 6 to $7 a month for the average residential user, according to the State Corporation Commission, the agency that regulates utilities in Virginia. It's common sense rate relief that helps us continue doing what we do best, meeting the needs of our customers. To take action, visit dominionenergy.com forward slash rate relief. Paid for by Dominion Energy. Hello, screeners. How you doing? It's me, the one AJ, Anthony Jordan. And me, Nico Lero. Do you smell it? Do you know, it's funny you're doing that one. I felt like my glass today felt like a tribute to Gangrel. Wrestling fans will know what I'm talking about. Because I smell some very nice red wine, but I also smell some bullshit afoot. Not just in the topics of movies we picked, in the fact that some of my selections are going to piss people off. Oh, listen, I know I'm going to piss people off. And there's there's one of them where people pissed us off. And I was like, okay, that's definitely going in. And that's why it's huh. it is. <laughs> no points for guessing where that, what film that is. But um, I, but again, let's be honest. I, I, I saw something just before we went live. Francis said, AKA, well, that's just your opinion. Yes, indeed, it is my opinion episode. <laughs> you can't, you can't re- yeah. Can you, when you're doing our Instagram little reel, fucking get this section done and at now Big Tone's not on social media. Send it to Big Tone. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll like, put it in there to go one more. It's like that. reality check. It's a top 10 show between two friends with differing opinions. The show's an opinion show. No shit. <laughs> that's why we have individual. That's not a dig at, that's not a dig at you, Francis. People in general. Yeah. It, well, it, it, it it's my ongoing battle with Big Tone to make him realize that the argument of that's your opinion is not an argument because it's like saying water is wet. Yeah. Which some people do like to argue. And there's also other people who like to all argue that the sky's blue. <laughs> Raucous. Carry on. I always have to say it, like, I, I won't deviate too much for those who are aware. But that did give me the lols because the sky was genuinely orange that day. But apart from <laughs> that, that was the day that went in all fucking apocalyptic, wasn't it? Yeah. Of all days. <laughs> of all days. I was like, well played. Well played. But apart from that, yeah, I get where you're going. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, guys, it is one of those episodes where, yeah, it is going to be very subjective. Um, there might be a lot of defense. There might be a lot of approval. Like, you guys actually agree that it's out there. There's one film in particular. I have a feeling it's on both of our lists. And I've never understood the fascination. And there's a part of me that would love to have understood the fascination. There are others I can get. It. I just say it's not for me done. There's one yeah. I keep thinking, 
But what what is it? What yeah. is it? I don't get it. So yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a weird one. Bro, our brains are wired differently. Like I was talking with um, good old JT at We Love Movies, who we love and who, you know, just like you and me, bro, he's got a very differing opinion for me. He wants every movie made by Wes Anderson to be hung, drawn and quartered and burned at the stake. <laughs> I heard his disdain for the Grand Budapest Hotel and I just went, wow. So I have a friend at work. Um, I'll let them remain, remain anonymous. Uh, no. Oh, listen, I didn't tell her I was going to bring this up. It's only because you brought up. Oh, already it's a her. That's just eliminated half. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, were look, there. Now it, you can say the name. I mean, listen, for anyone watching or listening, by the time I go, she's from Hungary, we'll know exactly who I'm talking about. But it was just a case of, she was like, that's the worst film I've ever seen. And I was like, wow. Like, I, okay. And it was like, first of all, it has nothing to do with Budapest. I was like, okay, okay I get it. I get it. But I was like, I actually quite enjoyed the film. So it's, it's one of those moments where, yeah, people will have different opinions. And equally, you know, um, a, a director that everyone praises, and I think he is a pretentious cunt, is uh, Terence Malick. Like, the reverence with which people hold this guy, I'm like, oh my God, if you break down a Terence Malick film, not in terms, I'm not talking narratively here, I'm talking about the actual construction of the film, like his selection of camera angles, his selection of shots. It is literally like a, a, like a copy and paste wankathon. <laughs> it is though it's like how many times can i come over the same camera angle in the space of 30 minutes it's like bro please innovate more here's the thing about camera angles and equally it's the same thing about editing unless we're talking extreme levels of uniqueness which make people go whoa never seen that before right generally speaking a camera angle in a film unless you're actively looking for it because you because of what you do or whatever. A camera angle isn't in a film is not something your average audience member will even ever consider looking at. Unless it's completely screwed up. Unless it's completely screwed up. Or as I said, entirely yeah. unique, like never seen before, right? Um, it's like if you have vanilla ice cream. It's not my favorite thing in the world, but ice cream is ice cream. I, I like yeah. vanilla ice cream. It wouldn't be my go-to, but sure, it's if there. I want to... It, it's there. It, it's if someone expect, gives me the choice of no ice cream or ice cream, I will always choose yeah. ice cream, right? Yeah. But when I have vanilla ice cream for too many days, and they say, yeah, but there's no other flavor, I'm just going to be like, I'll pass on the ice cream then. That's kind of how I feel about Terence Malick's work. I'm not saying vanilla ice cream is maybe the wrong terminology because people are in, it, it straight away going to latch on then and yeah, say, oh, you so you what? think it's much vanilla. It's the opposite. I think it's the opposite. It's if you've got, I'm, I'm going to go for something weird now, but a special flavor ice cream. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go for mint. I actually quite like mint ice cream. I don't know if it's for you. Oh, you like toothpaste ice cream. Good for you, brother. Bro, take a corner. So, um, mint. Nah, mate, I don't. I don't like Colgate cream. I'm good. Trust me, this one will change your life. All right, whatever. But you've got a special flavor. Do you know what? Out there right now, there's like alcohol infused ice cream. Let's go with that. An alcohol infused ice cream. You take it. You're like, hey, this is pretty good shit. You keep taking it. There comes a point when you're going to be like, I need to go back to vanilla. This was nice, but too much of it, and it's going to fuck up, and I won't appreciate it as much. I need to go praline, praline and cream, baby. Well, there you go. Whichever way you want to go. But you get, I think that's more the thing. It's like when you're too different and I keep doing it, it's going to get annoying. 
or tedious and not as special. And this is it. You look at something like The Thin Red Line, which people laud as being one of the great war movies. I could not fucking stand that movie. Not because the performances were bad. Quite the opposite. They were very good. Nick Nolte, Elias Cotillas, excellent. Sean Penn, excellent in it. Um, setting, loved it. You know, that World War II setting um, in Japan. Love that shit. You know, the war in the Pacific, right up my street. The thing that fundamentally bothered me is that there was a copy paste of his camera angles whereby he'd go close up of action wide panoramic shot cut away from what's going on in the water focus do a nature shot and it was literally one two three one two three one two three one two three i'm like bro i get what you're trying to say i get the subli the attempted subliminality of your messaging which is hey while well, this was going on remember the earth kept rotating and most of the creatures and living organisms on the planet didn't care didn't care about the actual war it was a human thing on that bro i get it i get it most people won't not because they're dumber than me quite the opposite they're smarter than me but they're not granular and they're not going to pay attention to that bullshit and power to them it's nothing to do with someone being smarter than yeah, me yeah, yeah. it's to do with the fact that someone when they go and watch a movie first and foremost wants to be entertained then you've got the second degree which is look i'd like to actually be challenged maybe a bit intellectually or maybe even make me think maybe reassess what my values are or maybe look at something in a different light i don't want to be bashed over the wank head with something like hey look the world keeps spinning while war going goes on war shot war shot hey look the world keeps spinning while the war's going on war shot war shot i'm like bro i get it stop now no, and the thin red line is just a continuity and that's what made me hate malik i'm like war shot war shot nature shot war shot war shot nature shot is that like, there's a bird there's a crocodile there's a falling tree there's a snake i'm like, stop i get it fair enough and it's two and a half hours of that wank and uh, yeah and that's why i cannot stand malik He's so I, don't think, I don't think I've seen any of his work. I've got Bro, he's so pretentious. And it's, you know me. We literally discussed this at the top of last week. When I see something, I can't let it go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy is one of the most guilty for making that come out of me. Because I watched The Thin Red Line first time. I was like, oh, I did not like that. But instead of just walking away going, I didn't like that, I gave it a week. Had to think about I it. Like it. Like, Why didn't I like it? And I couldn't figure it out. And I rewatched it again and I kind of went through it with a fine tooth comb. And I was like, okay, here's why I don't like it. You're an annoying patronizing prick. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't mind people being auteurs or narrators to me, but I don't want narrators talking down their nose to me. That I find fucking patronizing. Paolo Coelho talks down his nose and treats his audience like they're idiots. Fuck that guy. Terrence Malick, same shit. Films in a way where he's almost looking down and you're going, look, my little minions, look how great I am with the world I create. And look at my unique take on cinematography as a medium in which to illustrate the roundness of life and earth. It's like you're a prat. Hmm. Interesting. I'm just trying to think what else is. Thin mm. Red Line is the most famous one out of the films. Yes. Yeah. Tree of Life. Um, I mean, he did that. Oh, Dirty Harry. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Dirty Harry. He did that god fucking awful movie with um, with Christian Bale. What was it? That that Pocahontas wank, A New World. 
I saw New World listed oh, there. Jesus Christ. Same shit there. Mm. It's always the same I mechanism. Can't, I, uses I, can't say there's, yeah, I can't say there's a lot of stuff on his list in here that I could be like, okay, yeah. no, I got it. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Any Malik fans that has a chance to put your defences up? Well, I mean, I know JT listens to the podcast. And as I said, this isn't about me being completely right about Malik. This is just about me showing why I do not like Malik. We come, is, we come is, right back to the comment Francis just made. It's all opinion, exactly, and none of them are correct. This is exactly what it is. Like, let's be honest. It's not every time we've done a rushmore. There's no one going out to an actual mountain and etching in what we've carved as the four must-see movies. Like they should, though. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. I'd really appreciate it. Actually, who knows what it'd do for the environment? But like, you, you get what I'm saying. Like, it, it's we, we've got a top four. Someone else is going to have another four out there. I mean, mm. objectively, I would say our top four is the... As exemplified uh, by RJ Skarenki. Welcome back, RJ Skarenki, saying overrated Avatar, The Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Titanic, not 21st Century, and The Dark Knight. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 now you see these films are all great but is there something to say about them being overrated yes yeah. yes for sure i don't agree with the lord of the rings being overrated I will, but yes i will bat for the batman because hey that's what i did well, well batman sorry the dark knight at this point because the batman is a different film but um yeah you know no AJ, no i know you're gay <laughs> i didn't even men. think we would bring this to audio but God. you bat for men all right, guys, so we are playing the 40-year-old virgin gay vidget. I know you're gay. The penis got you. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> I, thought of that day. I thought of it the other day, and I was like, shit. I should have dropped that one on there. Very good. <laughs> no, no, we brought it here. We brought it here. Very nice. good. I like this, it. This is what the silver screen dudes do when they have a car trip, a, car, a road trip to Cardiff. From oh, and our driver got it hard. Oh, yeah, he got it hard. I'm getting offended. You don't, you know, I know you're gay. You're easily offended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, we had a laugh. We had a laugh. And yes, we're not being homophobic. This is all said in jest. And if you haven't seen the fourth year old virgin game, like it's the fourth year old virgin game. Who else is in the house before we get started? Francis Lalonde, as we've said, Gavin Mann is here, Mr. Platinum 001. Good evening, all. Looking forward to it. It's going to be that bad, Gavin. I mean, it may be. It may be, but I don't believe it will be. You, you could retitle this episode, or aka Nico destroys your childhood. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you do tend to. Right, fair enough. You put it out there. 
I, I, I'll, I'll live and die on the sword. <laughs> no, I know you're gay. You live on a sword. <laughs> <laughs> and Gavin, man, you're quite correct. Titanic was 97. Francis Lalonde is pitching Mad Max Fury Road and Godzilla King of the Monsters. I don't know if anyone rated King of the Monsters, but Mad Max Fury Road I would listen to. Mm. Cole Warner reviews is in the house. Welcome to the show. Hot take. The Hunger Games franchise, 2012 to 2015, may they rest in peace, <laughs> is very overrated, and Jennifer Lawrence was miscast in those movies. Hot take, I agree with that. Mm. Completely well, agree with that. that. I've not gone... Fair. Second's the best. Okay. Then it just goes, pooh, off a cliff. Fair enough. <laughs> is it four or five? Hmm? Four or five movies? Four. Francis Lalante's love how AJ's background highlights his red wine while Nico's looks like he's drinking windshield washer fluid. So he... <laughs> how dare here's the, you? Here's the fun thing. You would think that I like how it made me sound exquisite. I just happened to use a pint glass for some blackcurrant squash. That was not red wine. I don't do red wine at all. <laughs> Thank you, Francis. I like how it made it look the part. <laughs> Also, red, blue, you see, you see. You well, see. I was going to say, this is also one of the things that if you ever went back to the Silver Screen Dudes, before they were Silver Screen Dudes, and just two friends at school, it was red. Red for me always, blue for Nikon always. I was Raw, he was SmackDown. I was Arsenal, he was Chelsea. I was Labour. No, 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 no. We'll leave that. He was something else. Like it was that we've had these parts, but we've always found a way to to mesh and still mm. get on. So it doesn't have to be offensive, guys. This is going to be a quite polite show. I don't explain think that... Sonic. Well, where we swapped because you were red for Mario, I was blue. For mm. Sonic, but... Well, yeah, even a broken. Copy. There's an exception to the rule. Still red and yeah. blue. Huh? Still red and blue. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> Billy Mount's also in the house. Hey, Nico really? and AJ. Overrated movies. I'm all yours. <laughs> Nico and AJ, have you heard that Warner Brothers is going down the shitter after the merger? Mm -mm. Watch this space. Wait for the axe of Zaslav to keep falling. Yeah. It's not, this is. I there said will be a change. There'll be a shakeup, but it's not. It's not mm -hmm. down the shitter. Like Warner I Brothers. Said this, said this a few episodes, Billy. I gave a big preamble about Warner Brothers is about to go through some radical changes. They've just brought on the guy who brought in Kevin Feige to Disney, Alan Horn, as an exec. He's like the best executive on the fucking planet. Things are about to go very right at Warner Brothers. Watch this space. Watch this space. You'll see. Uh, Billy Mount there goes on to say, Nico, not just House of Dra House of the Dragon. Have you watched Rings of Power? Yes. <laughs> did you honestly believe, Billy? Did you honestly believe Mr. Lord of the Rings right there was going to avoid that? Even if it was the worst, he had to see episode one with his own eyes. Funnily yeah. enough, a lot of people were very on the fence about the first episode. Now, it is a slow burn. Some people have just said it, have said it's not a slow burn, it's just slow. Episode one is slow. There is no doubt about it. But I personally love that world, but so it didn't bother me. World. I mean, it's not like the films were exactly like a mile a minute, was it? You know, it's the no. point of a movie. So, yeah, is what to expect with the series. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Funnily enough, I prefer what's going on with House of the Dragon at the moment because there's more intrigue about it. Lord of the Rings is much slower than House of the Dragon, but it will pick up, I'm sure. And if it doesn't, I'm still fucking happy with how it is. Love it. I just love the fact that my Monday starts with House of the Dragon, Tuesday podcast, 
Wednesday is AEW, and Friday is Lord of the Rings. Like, this is a good fucking week for me at the moment. Uh, uh, and Thursday is Daddy Daughter Day, so you can't complain. Thursday is Daddy Daughter Day. This is what I'm saying. I get to take my daughter swimming every single Thursday, which is lovely. Uh, Cole Warner Review says, the most overrated TV show of all time is <laughs> Vampire Diaries. Fuck that show. Supernatural is much better. I have not seen either, but I will defer no, to the same. I can't say I have. I will defer to your expert opinion and check out Supernatural. Francis Leon says Nico's number one. No time to die. No, no, absolutely not. Cole Warner, uh, Cole, Cole Warner Reviews says Parasite is boring and extremely overrated. Boring, no. I would listen to an argument for it. Being I can overrated. overrated as much as I had it in like my top ten or top four last week. I, I get it. I get it. There's, there's depends what you're looking for in a film. You could say it's, it's, there's not much to it, but I, I no, I enjoy it. <laughs> Gavin Mann says, "What do you guys make of what many people are anticipating as Brendan Fraser's rena re Renaissance or the Brendanaissance?" So, what is meant to be his Renaissance? I've kind of missed the news. If I'm honest, he's coming back, and I'm okay. very. I'm very excited for it. Very, 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 very excited for it. I mean, he deserves it. I, I've, I've never had a major beef with Brendan Fraser to that degree. I mean, no. George of the Jungle was a bit weak, but hey, we've all, we've all watched and enjoyed cheesy movies. There's nothing. Yeah, about fuck it. yeah. Hey, listen, if people can watch Elf, they can watch George of the Jungle. There you go. Mixed memorabilia in the house. Hello, guys, and all the film fanatics. I've mentioned a few overrated films for various reasons on Twitter. And if you don't know, get to know. Follow at Mixed Memorabilia on Twitter. Francis Lom throwing up a Twitter based hashtag. I'm with AJ Infused Vanilla. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Thank yeah. you Declan is back. Hello, Declan. Haven't been here in a while. How's it going, Thank peeps? You. Very good, my brother. Great to see you. Who else is here? Who else is here? Billy, mixed member Billy Francis. The whole team seems to be here. Pedro Santos is here. Opa, opa, opa. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, Pedro. Great to have you here. Um, and goes on to say, Parasite was a very good film. Extremely overrated, though. Interesting. And with that, some of the film fan are in the house, AJ. Let's do it. Okay, but before we do, would you like to tell everyone, or first-time listeners especially, what the movie Matt Rushmore was all about? Yes, first-time listeners, whether you are listening to us on podcast, which is available on all podcast platforms, whether you're watching us after we finished our live show on our YouTube channel, Silver Screen Dudes, please do like that. Hit that like button and click the subscribe button so you can know whenever we come online, which is basically every Tuesday at 8.30pm Tuesday, uh, uh, UK time. Um, or maybe, maybe you're watching us live, in which case, live squad for life. What up to all of you? How does this show actually work? AJ and I, two best friends for over 20 years from school. We pick a different topic each and every week. It's a top 10 show between two best friends. We go our separate ways. We make our separate lists. We come back here and we deliver to you, the film family, our individual top 10s. This week, the sequel to episode 200, Sequelitis. Perfect for the 21st century. <laughs> Episode 201. I will start first delivering my bottom three. AJ will then deliver his bottom three. I will deliver my next two. AJ will deliver his next two. And then we will trade one apiece. If at any time while we are rounding off our individual top 10 lists, one person has a movie in a higher position, that person will say... Punt. And we will punt and talk a punt. That was a punt. Because I wasn't loaded. I was like, come on, come on, come on. Like, I, I like punt. to say it as the image comes up. <laughs> 
<laughs> and we will punt and talk about that movie when we get to the high position. And once we have both rounded off our individual top 10 lists, we will create the movie Mount Rushmore. These are the four quintessential diverse must-see movies of the genre. Maybe it's not must-see this week, but the topic is... Top 10 most overrated films of the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, guys. So last week, because after we create our top 10 and we create our Rushmore, even more importantly, it gets even more difficult because it goes over to you, the screeners, even if you're a first-time listener or viewer, you are a screener. And what does that mean to be a screener? It means you get the power to vote, unlike the power to accept who went into number 10 today, but we won't get into that. Right. What happens when Would that you have preferred Rishi? I don't know. I don't know. I would have preferred. You're essentially asking me to pick between a douche and a turd sandwich here. I would have preferred the chance to just say if he's left, then give us a chance to vote to see who goes in next, not just pass the baton. But that seems to be a convert conservative trend at the moment. Doesn't anyway. Exist. Let's be honest. Each one of them, the each leader has dropped the baton. And anyway, I'm not getting into it. It's not for me. But yeah, it's just been past the parcel with those. It literally has anyway. been. Pass, yeah. pass the, uh, the, 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 the poisoned chalice. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, bringing it back to where we are. Once we have created our top four films, the movie Mount Rushmore of a specific category, it's over to you, the screeners, to vote for the absolute must-see film of that category. How do you do that? Well, it's easy. You head on over to at Movie MT Rushmore, the official Silver Screen Dudes Twitter page. But more importantly, you can head on over to at We Love Movies, aka Movie Polls for You, from fronted by good old JT. Now, why do you head on there? Because that's who we're retweeting. That's where you get to put your cast your vote, and that's where you get to crown the winner. Last week, our topic was in in honor of episode 200 last week the fuckery topic was the best movie of the 21st century and our contenders were lord of the rings and we had to pick one lord of the rings the return of the king there will be blood city of god and the dark knight this hurts me but i'm just gonna go based on what i've just seen here <laughs> one of those films well two of those films were brought up but one has got a lot of awards and and dark knight in at number four no sir thank god for that <sighs> I, I feel it's the international do film. you really fucking think that the dark knight on twitter is going to <laughs> finish <laughs> up? things can go anyway i'm gonna go with the, the what i believe is always I, i'm gonna call it the international curse it's mm. the minute you're international you're, you're, you're don't seem to get that magic. So City of God. It got punished. 7%. That's... Oh, my God. Coach Carter now looks kind of good. Um, no, it doesn't. Coach Carter's on 4%. Behave. Okay. That's still the all-time worst we've ever had. There will be blood at number three. Yes, sir. 23% for There Will Be Blood. So Return of the King versus the Dark Knight. Let them fight. Tell me about it. Just because I'm a fanboy. Lord of the Rings at number two. No, sir. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, right. The Dark okay. Knight came in at second with 34%. And the Lord of the Rings only just beat it, though, with 36%. Mm-hmm. Fair play. Mm. Congratulations to Return of the King, the greatest film of the 21st century, as per the screeners. Okay, 
Mixed memorabilia with a very good point here. Nico and AJ, today's show can still be must in some cases. Keep the expectations low and the film might over-deliver. That's you the are, best way I could have worded it. You the are living proof of that, AJ, aren't you? A man Ooh. who likes to go in blind without expectations in the movies. You are that guy. So here's, here we go. Yeah. Um, no, I don't, think you're gonna, I don't think you'd have it in your list. Deadpool nearly made the, the, the cut. Oh, Deadpool very, very nearly made the, the cut for me because it was, again, over-expectation based on reviews that overrated the film as far as I'm concerned. You can throw like, his name out there. John Campier giving the yeah. movie a perfect 10. You know I would say John Campier, but it was like there was a whole panel there from Collider. There was there were people all in the... Like, people who had seen it before me, like, oh, my God, you must see it. And I, I can't even remember if you were, and I'm not, like, knocking you for it. Mm -mm. It's a different expectation. But I was just like, yeah. Okay. You saw Deadpool before me, actually. Funny enough, I did, yeah. Uh, the days when I had freedom. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not relationship, just working. <laughs> Talk work, to a work, fucking work. married man with a 10-month-old about freedom, AJ. A day, a double day, you motherfucker. Do that one more time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Understanding wife and a daughter who can't complain. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, you guys have an understanding. Put it this way. I can't just say to my boss, oh, by the way, Paul, um, yeah. Bullet trains out today. I'll I'll I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> it doesn't happen. My finishing times suck, but we won't get into it. But yeah, um, yeah. Mixed memorabilia in response to City of God. Absolutely shocking, but I guess not many have seen City of God. That's the only explanation. I would say that, but international films don't do well. I feel they always take a bit of a hit. Unfairly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's just one of those, and I believe that I prefer I prefer to go and watch a film based on my expectation of a trailer or anything, or just mm. knowing that it's out there, depending on the actor. I, I can miss a lot of films based on this. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I could take a recommendation, but I, it's more of a oh, this is very you, or you might find this interesting. Anything of oh, it's amazing, it's an absolute must see. Sometimes it really it it ends up lowballing the film for me. This is fair enough. Yeah. Cheers, John Campier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're Francis Lalonde. Say freedom one more time. I said, does Nico look like a bitch, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> Francis knows. Francis definitely knows. Uh, okay, cool. So uh, just before we do, guys, as always, please remember that we are 200 episodes strong in. The show will remain free forever. We do try to bring you sort of an hour and a half to two hours of good old entertainment once a week. Sometimes it's more than once a week if we show up doing shorts or YouTube reviews, and sometimes it goes a lot more than two hours. Who knew? But if you do like the show and you do want to support us for less than the price of your daily Starbucks, you can head on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie dudes. There is no expectation, but it always makes us smile when you do decide to just dip in and share some love with the dudes who bring you so much joy and happiness, I hope. Um, yeah, for punishment coming back each week. Glutton for punishment, considering the length of our show sometimes. But yeah, the the link to that, buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie dudes. You can either li listen to what the words that just came out of my mouth, or the link to that is in the description below. Have at it. But yeah, let's crack on. In at number 10, I'm doing a cheat here right off the bat because I'm not doing one movie. I'm not doing two movies. I'm not doing three movies. I'm doing eight. I want okay, to talk. That's the Hunger Games. <laughs> it's, it's, I'm doing eight in one. First, well, Hunger Games and um, what's his face? Twilight. 
Oh, shit. Yeah. Twilight. Twilight, boy. <laughs> I'm so glad that's been banished in the year 2022. Fucking ain't no corners of the internet. What Twilight, boy? It's Batman. Fuck you, internet. I win. <laughs> it doesn't happen often, but I'm happy. Now, in at number 10, Harry Potter, the entire franchise. This movie is lauded. Wait, these movies are lauded far too much. Far, 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 far. Too I, much. I, do you know? Yeah, I, I think you it's I think they are mediocre at best adaptations of very rich subject matter. Now, people are not going to be surprised when I say that Daniel Radcliffe is a wankstain and should never have been put in a role, which he is to this day still done nothing to convince me that he's an actor of any pedigree whatsoever. But you never know. Maybe when he's playing Weird Al Yankovic, a biopic, AJ, one for you. Maybe that will make me change my mind. But every time I see him in a movie, I just think, you're fine. But this is not Daniel Radcliffe. No, I know, no, I know you're gay. You said Daniel Radcliffe is fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but this is not a, a Daniel Radcliffe bashing. This is nothing to do with the actors. This because Here's the weird thing. For most part, the, the casting in this is pretty fucking sensational. Alan Rickman, Maggie Smith, Michael Gambon, Robbie Coltrane, Rafe Fiennes, Timothy Spall, Gary Oldman. Fucking, there's some serious pedigree in these movies. Helena Bonham. I mean, we can go on. Helena Bonham. I mean, I just want to really, yeah, as they pop into my head. Charlie. It goes on and on. And I'm, what, what's his face who played uh, Remus Lupin? Why am I blanking on his name? He was in Sandman. He was he was the villain in Wonder Woman. Come on, AJ, help me out. He's a brilliant actor. No, not oh, not to speak fossil fight. Um, oh shit, I know his name. It's on the tip of my tongue, but it's not coming out. That's going to annoy me, but we'll come back to it. David Thewlis, thank you. Well played, sir. Um, look, <sighs> these movies have very rich subject matter, and they're not short run times. It's not like they had to skimp on run times, like. Jackson, if we do compare this to Lord of the Rings, which the reason I'm doing it is because people do it. There is actually a much too large corner of the internet, in my opinion. There is a much too large corner of the internet that actually holds these movies not only equal to Lord of the Rings, but in higher regard. Now, I'd like to preface all this by saying I actually really like the Harry Potter books. Like, I really like them. Most of the fucking world really likes the Harry Potter books. They're great. I like Lord of the Rings more. But I love me some Harry Potter work. But then I see these movies and I'm like, it, I mean, you're not terrible. You're, you're, you're entertaining. But you're not like, oh my God, best thing ever. And there are people who, I mean, it, it, bro, the Harry Potter world, there's not a Lord of the Rings world. There is literally a fucking Harry Potter world in the major theme parks in America. They've got one here. Fucking platform nine and three quarters in King's Cross and shit. Like this thing is a pop culture juggernaut and what's interesting is that the the, the pop culture juggernautness really derives from the movies yeah, it's weird it, I, I have to agree because it's nothing came pre-movie post book in in that weird space so i have to agree with you on that part it is from the movie um it's a joke though because I, it's weird, think, because I think with the the law that was out there and the fact that you've got iconic places like 
King's Cross Station. I think there were certain bits that would have definitely been in there because Harry Potter definitely took the world by storm as a book, but the films just helped blow it to the moon, as I would say. Yeah. The sad thing is, too much, especially to the moon. The <laughs> I was really tempted to, but especially with the first film, too much good content from the book was omitted. Yeah. You can't feel the sensation that you did that brought you in. So don't get me wrong. When we talked about um, fantasy locations, Diagon Alley was there for me. I'm mm. not going to say it doesn't have that feel. But there was such a magic that made it so immersive in the book that the film just couldn't hit as well. Certain parts, certain mystique, certain elements you needed to see in order to make the film make sense and unravel who the villain was, was not involved in the book in the films not only was it not involved the parts that were involved again for me felt so rushed and so quickly passed over okay we're going into spoiler territory here snape's death dumbledore's death the fight with voldemort cedric diggory's death basically the big moments right there's so, do you know the worst one helena bonham carter's character's name what was she called um help me help me help Fuck's sake. Um, oh, no. I was going to say, not fine. Snape, Voldemort, Lucius Malfoy, the Crucio bitch. What the fuck? Why am I blanking on her name? You know the character I'm talking about. I don't know who you're talking about. I just got, I was hoping someone Serious Blacks fucking... Beatrix Lestrange. Beatrix Lestrange. Thank you, Declan. Um, Bellatrix Lestrange, rather. Um, her death... So quick, they're just like, done. Yeah. Okay. Really? One of the fucking nastiest characters in the story. That's it. Done. Like in the book, it was like, oh shit. Ron's mama's going after Bellatrix. Like this is a big deal. And it felt like a fucking big deal. The big deal moments just did not feel like a big deal. And when your big deal moments don't feel big, your movie doesn't feel big. Yeah, which is why I have said so many times if there was ever novel source material that lends itself so well to a TV show, it's Harry Potter for the depth of what you could for enjoy. the depth. For, you know, you do a sort of, I don't know, maybe 10 to 12 episode season, each one being sort of 50 minutes to an hour, 10 minutes, kind of Game of Thrones length. And you let the ship breathe. Let it breathe. And the, the, the movies just failed so miserably to do that. It was just like, okay, especially as the books got chunkier. Yeah. Mm. Okay, we need to hit these major plot points. So in order to hit these plot points, we need these characters to have hit certain beats up to that plot point. As long as we can do that, we've more or less told the story. I mean, yeah, you have, but you haven't made it feel grandiose. And these books felt fucking grandiose. Yeah, this is, this is not a, there's nothing I can disagree with in what you said there. And the, fact that, and the fact that this... I, I remember, like Big Tone, I use the word mediocrity as a kind of, eh, it's a five, six out of ten. It's not terrible. It's not bad films. They're just vanilla. Hmm. It's fine. Yes, it's fantasy. Already I'm on board. Your fantasy. Cool. I like you by default. That My default position is I like fantasy. So already you've, you, I'm on your side. And I'll watch you. I'll be like, yeah, you're perfectly harmless fun. Will I show you to my daughter? 
Sure. At some point, she'll watch these movies. But goddamn, am I praying that some really good showrunner comes along and adopts these into a TV show so that when she's watched the movies and she goes, the books were better, Daddy, I can say, yeah, da, da, da. let me show you the TV show now. It's even better. Yeah. That's where I'd like to be because I think the source material of Harry Potter is deserving of having good really, really good storytelling that's allowed to breathe and not just have the big moments passed over he's back lord voldemort's back okay cheers harry yeah nice one for no, that. I, I get that i get that that's, that's a good call what who uh oh harry's boy say hello harry's boy harry's boy in the house seen about 10 minutes of the first harry potter and i want nothing else to do with it understandable um uh, petro sancto says have you seen swiss army man nico that film was excellent i'm afraid i have not um, Francis Lalonde, love the actors playing Fred and George Weasley, Gavin Mann. Did you mention Alan Rickman? Apologies, I did. Um, Declan says, agreed, it's 100% overrated, but these films, as with the books, are just ingrained in my nostalgia. For sure, for sure. I just Garenki, I love Harry Potter, but I do think it's overrated. Um, I really wanted to see more scenes with Creature, said Francis Lund. Yes, more scenes with Creature, but we couldn't because it couldn't fucking breathe, right? Um, mixed memorabilia, fully agree, Nico, about Harry Potter film. Very good points. I mean, were they trying to take on or copy Star Wars after film market products, merchandise, etc.? Yes, exactly. Francis Lund trolling me, Harry Potter TV show, Daniel Craig is Harry. <laughs> We're officially too old for that part, though. You I mean, can rest easy. You can rest easy. The height's there, but um fucking most overrated actor of the 21st century. Uh in at number nine. This one's gonna it's hurt you, AJ. AJ, this one's gonna hurt you a lot. Are you ready for this? This is yeah. really going to hurt you because you adore this film. I'm yeah. fine with it. I don't get the hype. The incredible. Oh bro. No, Sorry. no, 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 I know, I know, and for my sins, I want to love this movie, and much like with Harry Potter, there's nothing wrong with it, I'm certainly not barking up the tree of The Incredibles as a bad movie, fuck no, it's not a bad movie, but people say this is Pixar's finest movie, and that's why I go, slow your roll, get in your lane, and shut your mouth, no way. And then the other argument I often hear is, oh, but it's the best Fantastic Four movie ever made. And my immediate response to that is, that shouldn't be the bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty low. <laughs> and until Kevin Feige wants to prove otherwise and maybe make a good Fantastic Four movie, less we talk about The Incredibles being a Fantastic Four, I think the better for The Incredibles, frankly. Do I like the world that they've created? Yes. Do I love the family dynamic? Yes, definitely. Do I love the, do I love the kind of, especially the dad, you know, the guy who's used to be a fucking wonder man and then gone through a bit of a, you know, fat engrossing midlife crisis, mother stays at home, yada, yada, and they call back to action. Story is infinitely relatable. The villain, really, really well told. Like, bit of an mjf character i say i could have been that guy but you made me that guy mm. great all the ingredients are there the sum of its parts are greater than the end product for me 
Like the hype that greets this movie is what I don't get. Because I'll say again, do I like it? Sure. But do I grab for the remote to turn it on? Never. Never, never, never. And oh, this is really going to hurt you. If I said, if, if someone said to me, you'll never see The Incredibles again in between now and when you die, I'll be like, okay. Now, I can back for The Incredibles, but I've not watched The Incredibles in like over 10 years myself. So I, but again, there's many films I haven't watched again. However, it sure. was the delivery of the film. Um, what I appreciated is, it's it's when I saw it and I expected a knockoff of the Fantastic Four, right? And I saw it, I was like, oh, the Invisible Door or the Fast Sun. Like, I saw the different heroes, I was like, oh, okay, I see what you guys are doing here. And then it was just like, I it, it shocked me. There was humour that I didn't expect from it. There was a, a, a well-told story. And I was just like, you know what? It's, as you said, going back to the points that you said, it's got greatness in it. It's got good in it. And with that, I, I'm just there. I was, I, you know, I, I, when people got overhyped for Incredibles 2, it was like, <laughs> Pixar was unexpected gems to me, right? And then you get something like Toy Story 2, and even a very good sequel. I was going to say even better, but I know, depending on the win, sometimes I'll say Toy Story 1. I'm not about to get into that argument right now. So then I expected great <laughs> Not with Gavin here, yeah, I wouldn't do it. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. <laughs> so with Toy Story 2, um, in, uh, Incredibles 2, this is kind of what I was hoping for major mm. letdown it just couldn't match and couldn't keep on par with um incredibles one incredibles fans know what i'm talking about when i say that but it that was the bit but i rec- I, I like it because it had a magic i'm not going to be like it's the greatest pixar it was it's it's in there i i appreciate it as one of the greats of these animations that I, to me th- th- there's a little capsule of films that i would say i didn't think i was still going to enjoy animations or kids films and I would go back, watch it. You know, you take Shrek, you take Toy Story 2, even 3, The Incredibles. These films that came out at a point where I was like, nah, I'm not watching them as much. Let me see whatever. Oh, my God, this is really good. That's what they are to me. Yeah. So am I hurt? I'm like, yeah, because I wouldn't say it's overrated. But I could kind of get what you're saying. But I think a lot of people might share that similar magic that I have. In the wow, this was better than I thought it would be. And I, I think will... that's what gives it its hype. I'll, I'll say again on the matter of overrated. Far too many, and I don't mean your average Joe Schmo, I mean like big, noteworthy production houses, big, big media outlets, you know, your varieties, your IGNs. They're all, and these, you know, these are people who who have an influence over public opinion ultimately, whether you like it or not, they do. They rate this as the best Pixar movie. And I'm just, I'm sorry, in a world where the Toy Stories exist, in a world where Wally exists, in a world where you're not going to like it, Ratatouille, in a world where Inside Out exists, no fucking way is this in the conversation for best Pixar movie, in my opinion. In your opinion. In your opinion. With that, I have to respect it, but... Uh, I, I like, I like, I like the, I like the Incredibles. I, did, but they, I, I don't think you can ever make overrated on my list. Yeah. Cool. Okay. What else have we got here? Francis Long batting for Snatch being overrated. No way, no how, never. No, no, Underrated. no, 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 no. That was that was in both of our top ten of the correct golden gems of the twenty first century. My man, Republic Productions is here with a Nico is wrong. Ding dong. I, mean, I don't agree. <laughs> Ding dong, no. Uh, <laughs> Harry's boy says, speaking of Daniel Craig, Knives Out is a good shout. That is overrated. I agree. It's overrated, but also highly entertaining. 
<laughs> Francis Lone, Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, first ever. <laughs> uh, Republic Production says, I've missed around 40 minutes. Which films have I missed? Just two. Only two. All the Harry and Potter fair, movies. The fact that you said he's wrong, there's only one. <laughs> yeah, literally. So it's the Harry Potter franchise and The Incredibles. Those are my 10 and 9. Francis Lalonde, hashtag I'm with Frozone. <laughs> love, it, love it, love it, love it, love it. So, uh, Republic Productions thinks Inside Out is mediocre. No, you. <laughs> Declan also says Inside Out sucks. Moving on. Um, and at number eight, watch me piss people off here. Sicario. See, I just saw the film. I didn't hear the hype behind the film. So, Oh, my fucking word, AJ. It was ridiculous. The best Josh Brolin movie? No. The best Emily Blunt movie? No. Denis Villeneuve, the master auteur, does it again. Okay, now Denis Villeneuve did make some very good movies prior to this. There is absolutely no question of that. Prisoners, I'm looking at you. Oof, good film. Sicario? Mm -mm. Fucking snooze fest. This, like... Premise-wise, I don't know how you can get this so boring. And there are some scenes on it which are incredible. Notably, there's a very, very tense scene at the um, American-Mexican border. Very good. But the movie is... I'm, I'm not going to dwell long on it because I don't have much to say about it because I've seen it once and it bored me. I watched it for the Brolin thing, but this was like me squeezing in a shitload of Brolin at the time. So. Bro, it bored me into submission. And then I heard the internet aplomb going, oh my God, movie of the year. I'm like, are you taking the piss? Is this like a, a dog day afternoon year of movies? Like what is going on? Has everything been stolen? What, what What's wrong? There are better movies than this this year. What, did this come out in January and people said this is the best film so far? <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> did it come out in January? Fuck Bro, we did. Ignore that. that. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. No, I just have to mute it because otherwise I'm... But yeah, yeah. Be, yeah, cool. It's all good. <laughs> I just want to... I'm just practicing something out. Uh, just because I've got a community day live stream coming in a few days. And you remember a few weeks ago, this computer bummed out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That can't be happening on a fucking 77,000 person live stream. So Ooh, I'm sorry. Is, is our current numbers not good enough for you to not get me there? Bro, I get paid to do that. I get, bro, I get you. <laughs> Buy more coffees, people. <laughs> Trust me, no amount of coffees is getting a 77,000 live viewers anytime oh, soon. But hey, you never know. Chance would be a fine thing. Um, just before we hand it over to you, my man, what have we got here? Francis Lalonde, Gavin Mann, I'm with Nico. Uh, Francis Lalonde says, still haven't seen Sicario. Uh, Pedro Santos says Sicario's border shootout is great and yet really stupid at the same time. Mixed memorabilia. Have to disagree, Nico. I felt Sicario was good and the ending was excellent. Um, <laughs> Gavin, man, such a Homer Simpson moment. Best film of the year so far. <laughs> uh, Pedro Santos says Sicario is Villeneuve's best film next to uh, Incendie. There's an, there's an overrated director. Villeneuve is overrated, but I think his two best films, it's a toss-up on which day you catch me. It's either Arrival or Prisoners. Those are the two that resonated with me. Uh, over to you, my friend. 
Right. This one is going to wind you up, I believe. Um, oh, I know what you're going to do. Go on. What am I going to do? You're going to fucking pick La La Land, aren't you? No, I don't have a beef with La La Land to that degree. My guy. No, 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 no. This is one because you recommended it to me. And it's one of those that came up in horror. But I was aware of the franchise and how many came after it. And a few people, when I was like, yeah, it's not for me, were like, what? And so I don't know if it's got like major acclaim, but it's one of those films that stuck out to me as a film of the 21st century. And I was like, yeah, no. Um, it's basic paranormal activity. Now, is this rated? Like, I love them because I'm a sucker for the genre. It, but... Do you know what it is? It's the amount of people who I went to. This is what I'm saying. This is why it was number 10 more than anything else. Mm. I just felt like, and as, when I saw, it was based on the people I, I went to who would like quote horror and be like, yeah, no, paranormal activity. Again, this is from a personal standpoint. I wouldn't say it's like critics are, are right. And then I've even looked, I'd even, to be fair, I even checked um, Rotten Tomatoes and you're in the 80 plus. I think it was like 85% of it. Oh, well, then it's rated. It's yeah, definitely, you know I mean? that's rated fresh. That's, yeah. that's good and enough. And on top of that, I know there's like four films. So I was like, well, there's no point. It's not like people hated it and you've got four films out there. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Like, this, this mm. is the way I worked with it. But I remember watching this film and I was like, how do people buy into this shit? Like, I, I'm sorry. Like, I really couldn't. I remember it's a slow burn in the beginning and it was that. But the part, and I swear to you on everything, I know I've said it to you before, this may be a first for the silver screen, for the screeners, right? The part that burnt the hell out of me and I was like, I am done with this shit. It's when his wife starts to get a bit possessed and she's gone sleepwalking. And this prick, the first thing he's doing, instead of thinking like, what the fuck is she up to? Picks up the camera. Runs down the stairs, baby. Are you okay? Oh, you're acting. At no point has he dropped the camera and be like, "Babe, like, what's up?" It's still. I'm led to believe that this is meant to be found footage, and you're acting just like this. The whole thing is a matter of the camera, baby. You sure you're okay? Are you cold? Let me go get a camera. Let me go get a blanket. Yeah, but AJ, you. he suspects, mate. Huh? He suspects something's up. Yeah. And he made the promise at the beginning of the film that he was going to document everything. Yeah, document it, bro. I'm not saying you can't. The camera's still rolling while you take actual human action. Yeah? So if your wife is possessed and she's downstairs swinging and humming like she's just waiting for the fucking exorcist to turn up, who gives a shit? Go get the blanket, dude. But you're there running up the stairs. Oh, shit. I need to get her blanket for her. Okay, I'm back. How are you doing? But oh, fuck off. It, I was done with that film to the absolute highest. I was like, no. This can I? Can I? Can I suggest one thing for you? Because what you're saying is actually resonating with me. That there, there is there is logic to your critique. Um, I would. Now hear me now. Hear me now. Hear me out on this. Um, <laughs> what I would suggest is watch number two and nothing after that. The, the, after okay. that, they honestly get terrible. The reason. The reason I would say watch two. Is because number two does a very, very clever trick whereby it's not a guy walking around going, babe, 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 filming with his fucking phone or video cam or whatever. It's a big ass house. And this this is why it's more natural. It's a big ass house with different cameras actually positioned around the house, you know, like CCTV security cameras. Because now it's a big you house. have me involved. Yeah. If that, I'm meant to be believing found footage, you are just literally feeding me the shit, bro. Like it just felt too stage to be found footage you know and i was just like yeah. who really for me i think it's the better movie i know a lot of people disagree and i think the reason why is because by the point you get to two the novelty of the shit has worn off you know what's coming now but i two creep the living fuck out of me bro. <laughs> 
Fair enough. I listen. I am willing to give anything a shot. There's, there's give a two a shot only on the basis of what you've just described. Listen, if I was if I was suggesting you to go and watch Man with Are You Okay, Babe? Camera Part Two, I understand why you'd say go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm open, bro. I am open, but yeah, right now. Paranormal activity to me. I don't get me wrong, I could have gone for another comic book movie because there was going to be two at one three at one point. But I thought of this film and I couldn't unsee it. I couldn't unsee it. And yeah, it had to make the list. Right. In at number nine. Doctor. Um, wait, wait, a few, few questions first. Cool. A uh, few few comments first. Uh Francis Dillon suggesting the final destination franchise. Again, I don't know if that's super highly rated. I know people get excited for it, but I don't think they're overly hyped. People know it's stupid fun. I don't think anyone's been like, it's the best horror movie ever. I enjoy Final Destination. Mm. Francis Lalonde also says, laugh my ass off, AJ. Sounds like that one episode of South Park where Randy is filming everything Cloverfield style. Yes, it's it's literally like that. Um, <laughs> Gavin Mann says, I haven't seen Paranormal Activity, but sadly some people's reaction these days is to film an incident before helping the party in trouble. You see, AJ. Yeah, 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 I get that. I Bit get of that. nightcrawler action there with his fucking missus. Yeah, but I would like to think that he has a bit more emotional attachment to his wife. Like, I can understand a man just being a psycho. And just, well, yeah, maybe not, but it just didn't work for me. It, I, I saw no actual human. You seem to have a very, that. very high threshold of expectation for human beings. Maybe, maybe. I it is misplaced. Yeah, literally, right? Uh, Mixed memorabilia says, Nico, just wanted to add, it's about Benicio del Toro and what he and his family suffered, and he's the Sicario. Give it a rewatch from captivating yourself into his character like you would a Daniel Day-Lewis movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to rush to do it. I will try. One day I will maybe try. Um, Tucky says, surely next week needs to be the top 10 underrated of 21st century. We can keep this fucking party <laughs> going. <laughs> top 10 most mid-range films of the 21st century. <laughs> top 10 hidden gems of the 21st century. Ooh. I nearly thought of that one, but that it's a good one, but then you have to go looking for the hidden gems, which I don't know if I can guarantee when I can do it. I'm up for it, but it's it's tight. And we're talking, it's a wide range of years as well, but it's not like of 2021. It's, you know, 22 years. Well, Your number eight, please, sir. Am I not allowed to give my number nine? Uh, sorry. I'm very, very sorry. Your number nine. <laughs> so this one should come as though to surprise to people. I know you're going to be on board with me. This is my Pixar entry. Toy Story 4. It's oh, yeah. Pile of shit. Absolute waste of time. I'm not even going to waste time on it anymore. Toy Story is a three-part movie. Or three-part story. Three-part movie story. That's the story. It begins with a guy who... And Lightyear. Lightyear. I mean, Lightyear is an inspiration to it. It's 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 slightly different, but in in its universe, you know? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'm like saying you, we can like, accept that movie's existence. Toy yeah, Story 4 but, should not exist. I'm with no, you. Toy Story, there's, there's nothing in it. If you take if you took the arc, no, no like backstories or anything, you, you have Andy, a kid, who has a favorite toy, a new toy comes in, adventure ensues, we close with him not looking after toys anymore and giving it away to a kid. Perfect story. The, the journey in between, but that's the arc. It's Andy's evolution throughout. Correct. That's, that's the way to look at it, right? And us as an audience living vicariously through Andy Thank because you. of that real life 10 year that difference between two and three. Yep. 
Do you know what? That actually, I think, is the winner to this whole argument. It was living through someone. It's relatable. We all had that favourite toy. We all knew what it was like to have that toy collection, looking for that toy, being heartbroken at the missing toy, and that bond. And we've gone through too much heartache for us to repeat what's happened to our favourite toys. Yes, we are that geeky. It happened. We're still trying to forgive our parents. But what Man I'm... in disguise. <laughs> I'm telling Dave that yeah, I showed that song to you, but, but yeah, but like this is what Been it was. Fucking stuck in my head for the last three days. <laughs> I knew it would. Do. I knew it would. Do. <laughs> I fucking find myself like literally going from Transformers, Robots, Mandem in disguise. I'm like, what? Mm, no, mm, mm, no, that's wrong. That's no, wrong. That, that's wrong. Yeah. That's not correct. But um, this is the part. And Toy Story Four just tried to reopen. Like, you know, it's a wound that you're, that you're like, okay, I've, I've settled down. And you're like Toy Story 4. And I remember, go back to early Silver Screen Dude days, where we just questioned, what, what can you possibly do in Toy Story 4? And the answer was nothing. We kept Fuck saying all. nothing. And they, that's exactly what Pixar produced. Nothing. There was nothing to give me a, oh, this was worth it. Sporky. No. Bo Peep is back. No. There was not an ounce of excitement. I'm sorry. Absolutely sucked. Yep. But there are people out there who are like, oh my God, you have to see it. Toy Story's pack. No. no. I agree. Wholeheartedly. That, that was it. Your number eight. And then that number eight, finally. This yep. one, how dare people get me gassed for this? How dare people tell me that this is great? Oh, this is Ooh. the one that you have to see. People oh, struck AJ. a chord with AJ. It's I'm all in. Than Bohemian Rhapsody. Bohemian Rhapsody wishes it could be this film. I like the actor, but oh my God, Taron Egerton in Rocketman was not the film to beat that. Like, I, how can I say this? It came up in whatever topic that we had. Not to, I think the film's about musicians. I don't completely despise the film. I, I will not go that far. But to lord it as the greatest biopic of a singer, the, right. the amazing film, this is the one you have to see. There are so many awkward bits about this. Where Remy Malik became Freddie Mercury, and I'm not just talking the Live Aid scene, I'm talking throughout the film. I, I, I more and more bought into it. I could, and it's, it's not. Oh God, he's just. I just said his name a minute ago, and I'm blanking. Remy Malik. No, Taron Egerton. Taron Egerton. It's not Taron's fault. I can still somehow just still see Taron in there just a bit, slightly more. But it's the way the narrative of this film was told. This this weird musical that kicks off at the beginning where he's. It shows the strange relationship between his mum. Him in, I, I kind of get the way that they wanted to do the narrating from rehab and then explaining the story. Not terrible, but it still pulled me out. But it was those in Elton Fort's moments, you know, the baby at the bottom of a swimming pool singing and humming. And I was like, what am I actually watching here? Like, I, I'm probably hating on it more, but it's when, every, I, I mean, I think Bohemian Rhapsody, irrelevant of the inaccuracies of actual real life queen versus the film story of queen i think it's a masterpiece i absolutely love that film and okay. then you've got this film uh-huh that just had me like huh what and people are like that's the better one how dare you how so dare now you? i'll make you laugh when i posed this question to twitter most overrated movie of the 21st century do you know how many times bohemian rhapsody came up oh god behave yourselves people behave yourselves no, 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 no. I'm with you. 
I think this movie does not deserve the praise it gets. I don't no. think Taron's performance is that good, and I like Taron a lot. You know, if you want to talk about a really great performance, I thought he was brilliant as Eddie Edwards. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Um, Eddie, 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 the film is exactly who one of my. Yeah. Now that's a little fucking hidden gem of the 21st century. No one saw that film. Cool Runners Part Two. Literally, so good, so good. But yeah, people, we are in the minor, weird minority of people who think the way we do. No, Bohemian is the better movie. Yeah, I, I, I don't I get it. And to quote Mr. Platinum 001, Gavin Mann, ha, ah, the beauty of subjectivity. <laughs> That's the best way you can word it. It's the best way you can word it. It's I just like, think there's a lot of fucking weird shit out there when you're telling me that Rocket Man is a better movie than Bohemian Rhapsody, but what the fuck do I know? Yeah, That's why we're best friends, bro, because we understand each other when the rest of the world does. Yeah, it was a weird one. It was a weird one. I, I can't. Is it over to my number seven then? Yes, sir. So you there's going to be a preamble here you mentioned last week when we were talking when we were being self-indulgent and talking about what we learned from each what we learned from each other um over the course of 200 episodes and you said one of the things you learned about me more probably more than anything was my inability to in the nicest way to myself let shit go <laughs> <laughs> So enter the movie that I believe created this aura about me. It just made the list. <laughs> it just fucking made the list. Captain America Civil War. Do you know oh what? Oh my I, god. I, I didn't think he would have been on your list, but I'm seeing it and I'm not shocked. <laughs> That's the best way to word it. Bro, it is so overrated. The fact that this has got people twisted into thinking it's good. Like, this is not a good film. This film is not good. This isn't, I'm not talking like Harry Potter where it's like, you were mediocre and you missed the important plot beats. This isn't like The Incredibles where I'm like, I recognize that you are good, but you didn't work for me personally on the same level that you did for everyone else. No, 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 no. This film's bad. This is a bad film. This film is badly made. It is predictable. It is poorly paced. It is so fucking riddled with plot holes. And the, the, the crazy fucking thing about all of this shit is the fact that I, me, me, I know, a crazy thing that people would banter me, right? I get bantered on our fucking group chat for not letting shit go, as you did last week. And people are more intent and interested in bantering me about not letting shit go than actually listening to the points I'm making when I'm saying that doesn't work. You know what I think you need to do? Yeah. And this is one of those things that it, I mean, it's, I believe this, the screenshot of your beef with um, this movie needs to be uploaded to Insta and Twitter. Let people actually read the plot points and like, feel it, because I, I don't feel anyone can experience why people will go like, all right, Nick, whatever. Because it's a case of, you're like, you know when someone says, I have a few points, you'd expect like a five bullet point thing. You have to uh scroll on this motherfucker. <laughs> like, that's how bad it is. And it's like, okay. Okay, so whose fault is that? I get it, I get it. I'm just- that, You've just highlighted the point I'm making. You have to scroll on this motherfucker. You have to read what Nico 
Joe said. Yes, you have to read. And you know what I'd really like? That you wouldn't have to read. And I could just go, as you just said, here, look, five points. I like the movie, but here's five things, little or big, that I've got to beef with. Motherfucker, this movie scene to scene is a mess. The problem, do you know what it is? And I, I, I accept it for what it is. And it's that Civil War, I hate to use a wrestling term, it's, it's a spot fest. It has cool moments, right? Not what bothered me. No, but this is, no, but I'm saying that's what the film is. If that's why it gets the overhype, it's the, the arrival of Spider Man, it's the arrival of Black Panther. It's, it, it, we, were, we were in a versus world here, you know? It was Team Cap versus Team Iron Man. Which way are you going to lean? They, the, it was marketed well that you would lean. Like, I was Team Cap. I remember you and my bro being Team Iron Man. And it's like, hey, hey, who comes out on top? I still maintain that one, but we won't go there. But it's You like, won in that movie. The greater picture is fucking Iron Man was right. But I'm getting in that film. That's the marketing behind it. Oh, yeah, you were right. Yeah. Well, Cap one, he bitched Iron Man. <laughs> well, this is it. And it, it's those moments. It's, as I said, I appreciate your moment of um, Avengers 1, where mm. you get your big thing. But this is not just any, un- they're not fighting the unknowns. It's, oh my gosh, how will this fare against that? And it's the way they leveled it out. And you know what? Way. Nothing fucking happened. Nothing happened, but it was a moment. It's a spot fest. This is what I'm saying. Results were inconclusive. It didn't matter. It didn't rely on <laughs> results were inconclusive. Was... Motherfucker, results were non-existent. <laughs> there was no result. It depends which way you look at it again. I was expecting Dominic Toretto to enter the frame at one stage and go, family. It's like, <laughs> what the fuck are you doing here? But you, well, a couple you, of films you... done came in and said I am group, but we won't get into that either. There you go. <laughs> We're doing this thing which we always do with Civil War. You're talking about film, the, the things which most people would criticize, which is it's a spot fest. It didn't really provide much in terms of resolution. It was just a, 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 a Avengers two and a half. You know, these are the regular things that people say. I am not talking about, and I'm going to bring up Respect's comment here. How does a comic book adaptation trigger you so much? It doesn't. The adaptation element is not at all what bothered me in this. I don't give a fuck how someone chooses to interpret least of all something something is fucking so vanilla as a comic book. I love these things. They're brain-dead amazing fun, right? But the, the adaptation I couldn't give a rat's ass about. That's The MCU is literally a milli-millo of adaptations and retellings of stories, hitting similar plot beats, but never doing, couldn't give a fuck about the adaptation. I'm talking about the filmmaking. I'm talking about things that don't make sense. Like you're drowning a man whose nose and mouth are out of a sink. What? You are, (laughs) you are blowing up a building in the hope that a person's in there without knowing. Is it working? Is it working? Yeah, yeah, better. Good. Is the, is the wire there? Yes. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Yeah. I'm talking about a guy somehow finding a fucking mask that looks like the person they're trying to go after. I'm talking about people conveniently only walking into a bathroom to a murder scene, thereby unfolding the entire plot of what's going on at the perfect exact convenient time. I'm talking about a fucking plot twist that is so obviously coming from so far away. Oh my God, it's Tony's parents. No shit. Are you dumb? You didn't see that the Winter Soldier was going to be Tony's parents' killer. 
have you watched a movie before? It's the insulting attempt to make the undramatic feel dramatic. Tony's parents, man being drowned, and the plethora of shit that we have to swallow. Now, as I said in the, the, the famous The Penis Got Me Now video, right? I'm on board with people fucking face swapping. I'm down with fucking freaky shit in movies. Doesn't bother me. That's part of what the experience of a movie is. You have to suspend disbelief. Movies, by their nature, more often than not ask you to do that. There is a line when you are asking me to accept. These aren't plot holes, but what I call plot armor, plot conveniences. There are only so many you can do before I go, too many. Enough now. Your whole plot, it, I mean, the one that people are like, really, that bothered you? Is that isolated? No. With everything else, stop it. AJ, how often have you received a panic? package from either fedex or ups or hermes god forbid or royal <laughs> mail and they either get it to the wrong address or they do some dumb shit yeah. like put royal mail are guilty of this they put the little letter through your door going you weren't in it's like yes i was motherfucker you didn't <laughs> ring the bell you didn't want to walk up two flights of stairs you lazy motherfucker now i've got to go to a fucking post depot to pick up my shirt yeah we've all been there lazy ass fucking delivery men no, 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 no. This movie wants me to believe that a delivery guy by himself is going to unload a very, very truck-sized large box and deliver it by himself to a front door. I'm sorry, do you live in the 21st century? Ah, <laughs> oh, these deco moments. I have fucking trouble getting a chili box that did this motherfucker being delivered through my letterbox. And have to go 20 minutes in a car to the Royal Mail Depot because motherfuckers too lazy to bring up a bottle to my door. You telling me that Baron Zemo just happened to find the one fucking telegram guy who's going to deliver his ultimate weapon of evil that's going to create a, a fucking electronic, what, what do they call it? A electromagnetic pulse that's going to free the Winter Soldier? Suck my furry beanbag movie. <laughs> Please take it to the comments. I have to see this. And it's it's that. It's shit like that. One of those things happens in the movie. Krishti, fine. Plot armor, right? You suspend disbelief. Okay, yeah, fine. They found the one good postman in the world. When there's like 10 of those instances in the first 45 minutes, you go, mm, this is not a good movie anymore. But it's fine. I'm being entertained. It's brainless comic book fun. I and now you're... And now you're going to try and be dramatic. The whole thing is there's an army of winter soldiers. There's not just one. Oh, wait, they're all dead. So what was the point of this film? The whole thing was Cap and Bucky are going after an, an army of winter soldiers, which we have seen in the flashback in action. But when you get there, now nah, they're all dead. I just brought you here to tear you apart from the inside. And because... Ba -da -da -da, Bucky kill Cap, uh, uh, Tony's parents. Really? Fuck you, piece of shit film. <laughs> okay. No, no tell me point. I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong about any of those points. I, as I, listen, as I said, I, I, I started my defense of the film as people didn't really take it in. It, the marketing behind it was they knew they had a weak film. It was who wins the battle. It, no, there was nothing else of a inner book. 
the, the whole element of what they wanted to make a story was weak from the minute that masks were revealed. From the minute Tony said, I am Iron Man, in Iron Man 1, Civil War should never have happened because everything else is going to be like some weird, weird Ten story that you're, that you're going to try and put together. That, that, that's the bottom line. Ten points to AJ. Okay. Ten points to Gryffindor. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Tucky says, unpopular opinion. I'm not a fan of Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Oh, I love the guy. Love the guy. Um, Billy Mount loves Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Billy Mount also says, Civil War, the comic it was based on, wasn't that good. It was bloated. The most important thing that you took out of Civil War, the Brubaker comic book, was Cap dies. Captain America dies. Okay. Where was that? Kind of a big deal. Not and yet. if you're not going to do that, don't call it Civil War. Tucky says, I'm actually to say I'd argue Endgame might go on my list. Not the masterpiece it's made out to be, in my opinion. I will listen to that all day long. And I like that film, but I will listen to that all day long. Andres Skarenki says, as I'm concerned, the MCU is one big overrated factory with overrated hit after hit. That, listen, there's definitely something to say that the MCU is responsible for the, to quote my friend Chris Trengove, the vanillification of cinema. There's something to be said about that. But I will always defend it in the sense that, yes, is it ever going to, is it ever going to fucking challenge you intellectually is it ever going to surprise you is it ever is it ever going by surprise i don't mean like they kill people to bring them back in the next movie i mean legitimately surprise you is it ever going to push boundaries nah but i also don't think it's trying to do that yeah. it's harmless yeah that's just, that's how i see them to be made <laughs> uh, RJ Skarenki says so we've just covered that one yeah. Francis Leon Nico you're semi-evil you're quasi-evil you're the margarine of evil you're the diet coke of evil <laughs> just one calorie not evil enough exactly and Taki says wow you really don't like Civil War oh no Taki wait till you see the the yeah it it, it goes deep it goes deep mm -hmm. he has many points it needs to be uploaded bro all of which are correct because the, that list I've sent you is not an opinion. It's not like, I think this. It's like, no, this happened in movie, is on screen. It's not like, Nico thinks this about Civil War. It's like, no, no, no opinion, fact. This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened. Over to you. Do you still think it's good? That's the opinion. Mm-hmm. Gavin Mann says, talking of delivery services, check out uh, Ken Loke. Sorry, we missed you. It will give you a different perspective of how these guys work. Realistic and hard-hitting. Okay, I will. That's a nice recommendation. Sorry, we missed you. Pedro Sanctos says, Marvel has so many overrated films. Winter Soldier, Black Panther nearly Black made Panther the list. Made the list. I'm, not, I'm not afraid to say it. Black Panther nearly made the list. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah, was yeah, just yeah, yeah. one more. There so yeah, one that's... more deeper cut in terms of um, cinema, or, or <laughs> well, comic book cinema for overrated. I wonder where you've gone with this. I'm interested to see. So three things are sure in life is coming tonight. My number six. 
The movie that people call the greatest horror movie of the 21st century, to which I say, shut up and get out. Coincidentally, my number seven. It's not very good now, is it? I We had this discussion on the beginning of our very early into our discussion because someone brought up, nope. And that is also the answer to my, the question of, AJ, will you watch another Jordan Peele film? Nope. I will. I have no interest. I remember all the hype around Get Out, and I watched it and thought, "What the hell is this?" And it's funny because the trailer made me feel that. And by the time the film ended, that's exactly what I felt. I was like, "Yeah, no, I shouldn't have gone in in the first place," and I'm out. My sister ended up watching Us and got back to me and said, "That is a heap of shit." And with that, I knew Jordan Peele's fate. Jordan Peele's fate was sealed with me. And coincidentally, mm-hmm. then the tech came out and put a message that he did not enjoy. No. And I was like, I'm not surprised. And that has done it. I'm very, very shocked that there will be a time I'll be like, I'm down for Jordan Peele. And there's something else. Oh, my days. I, no, I actually didn't get a lot of love. So I'm not going to go for it. And there's another thing you brought up, Candyman. My worst film of last year. There's so shit. But that's that, which is that annoying because it's beautifully shot, Candyman. Yeah. Like it's striking, it's beautifully shot. Now, see, there that opening call with like the you know, having everything flipped around so it's like mirror, which painted a nice image of Candyman looking through at us, right? That's an instance of where an audience member would notice the camera work in a good way, yeah. See yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, and people didn't wreck candy nobody fucking produced it yeah yeah um yeah just i i there was nothing in the film like this this whole thing of the black people coming to the very white town and drinking tea and <laughs> becoming these these body slaves and trapped in this deep zone while they're being taken over it was just like what i i actually found it offensive not in not in an offensive way of oh that's racist just am i really meant to buy into this shit I, that, that, only yeah. black man in the all white Republican village would really hang around and go, it, it out. like that famous meme of the guy drinking coffee surrounded by fire. This is fine. I mean, there, there, I mean, there is, I, I say it and I say it again. What a man will do for a woman is very questionable. You will do I've all done dumb, dumb shit. <laughs> I've said, said it when I talk to friends giving advice and I will say it here. Men will do some dumb shit for a woman there's dumb shit they won't even admit to their boys that they've done because it's that dumb and they just have to live with it and it's a lesson learned my man made a mistake and that's that's the part of the film i'm like i get but it's where you've got these samuel l jackson in django unchained but in the 21st century (laughs) smiling and joking with you the whole way through i'm just like what is this and then it's a it's a, a, a flash of a picture that brings out the real them and it's this hype. It was just like, there's nothing that's got me intrigued. I'm like, what? what is this stupid? What is actually happening? You know, when you just want a film to just get to the end so I know what your point is going to be, that's what it was. There's no intrigue of, oh my gosh, what's happening here? I was like, just, what, what, what? Go on, tell me. What are you trying to convince me with? Because this is some dumb shit. This is some dumb shit I'm reading, watching here. And yeah, couldn't, couldn't do it. Yeah, no, it doesn't do it for me at all. It's really dumb shit. I don't. I'll, I'll give credit to Jordan Peele for one thing. Like with Tony Scott, 
like with uh, someone like Inuritu, like with Michael Mann, he's definitely got his creative voice. Like, you know when you're watching a Jordan Peele movie. I don't like them. I, but yeah, I, he's got his style. I, he's got his style and he owns it. He's got his style. He, I, I'll respect any director who can find his feet, especially so early. Like, he's only three movies in. Like, respect for knowing you and being comfortable delivering what you're delivering. But respect. And listen, people love Jordan Peele. You and me don't, but you've got to, whether we like it or not, consider him three movies in, mostly well-received. Not by us, but mostly well-received. We'll go to the comments in a minute to prove the point, but mostly well-received. You've got to consider him a big hetero um, auteur director now. You have to. I don't like his narration, like it is. I don't have to appreciate your style. There are films out there, there are genres that we can't appreciate. There are styles of music you won't like. There are artists mm -hmm. within a genre you can love that you won't like. Like it's entitled. It, it, you don't have to appreciate it because the world takes it on. And this is what it comes down to. That's what overrated is. These, these can only be personal opinions. But from what I've seen, That's in a world opinion. where, in a world, where, in a world where I don't, I'm still to be brought into horror. Giving this guy a shot took me further away from the film. Do you understand? Like, it, it just doesn't... It, it was the worst of anything I've seen, and that includes Rings. I just thought this is absolute shit. That includes Rings. Wow. Okay. No, I didn't hate it more than I hated Rings. That's a deep cut. Jesus, I'm, AJ. Let, let me give you a, sh a shout on this, though. You probably hated Rings more because of who you went with. You. you yeah. You were expecting something. <laughs> Not only did I buzzkill the movie within two minutes, it wasn't that good, and you tried to bring a man in into what is a pretty decent franchise. So it's got that "you let me down" movie element to it. It's like, oh yes, it's one of those moments. Just sorry to deviate too much. I remember asking a friend to watch a wrestling match with me because they were like, "I hate wrestling, I hate wrestling." I was like, "Just one match." It ended up being some match with Razor Ramon versus somebody, and the per I think it was one two three kid rolled him up within seven seconds. I was like, "No, <laughs> that's not the one." <laughs> like, yeah. That's one of those. Will Ospreay Ricochet. If anyone wants to be converted onto wrestling, just watch Will Ospreay and Ricochet go at it on the indie scene and then tell me you don't like wrestling. Because that's not wrestling. That's human beings doing some crazy shit at this point. Big time. Big time. But yeah, that, that's it. Jordan Peele just doesn't work for either of us. Now, not for me oh. at all. Not for me at all. Um, what else, So what have we got here? Uh, that was your six, yeah? Billy oh, Mount, yeah, so my six. Nico says, Billy Mount, have you seen, have you nope? I have many nopes, but have I seen? <laughs> Jordan Pill being one of them. <laughs> <laughs> have I seen nope? I just said nope. Um, RJ Skarenki, Get Out deserves all the hype it deserves. I love that movie. And listen. Question, why? I, I have to put that question out there. I'll put that question out there to guys. What is what so did, good about it? What did you like about what this What am film? I missing? Yes, very good way of putting it. What are we missing that you yeah. guys like so much? Tell us. Open discussion here. Uh, Taki says, watch Get Out a couple of weeks back. Liked it, but I suppose the question is whether it's the masterpiece it's made out to be. Oh, no, in my opinion. But that falls under overrated. The fact that you have to question that makes you, makes it fall into the overrated category. Good or bad, overrated doesn't mean it's terrible. It just means it doesn't deserve the hype it's getting. Correct. Memorabilia says, I was also introduced to Get Out with huge suggestions as a brilliant must-watch. It was a good film, but definitely overrated in my opinion. Uh, Gavin Mann says, Get Out is more overrated than an entire franchise. Sorry, I promised I wouldn't do this. Um, <laughs> yes. 
I'll still say yes. Harry's boy says, really enjoyed Get Out. Watched it back to back first time around and I liked it so much. Just liked the bizarre story and creepy setting. Listen, it's creepy, but it didn't creep me out. Um, RJ Skorinke goes on to say, oh man, the Candyman remake was a total snooze fest. Thank you, RJ. You are saluted. Pedro Sancho says, Get Out was such a great genre film. Disagree. A great example of your passionate explanation on horror films from the last episode in that they don't have to scare you. So, mm. hmm, he's got me by the balls there, you know? Because <laughs> I did say last week that I think you actually do like horror, AJ, and that you don't realize it because you're going in with a certain expectation that I don't think you should Yeah, have. but listen, just because this film sucks, in our opinion, it doesn't mean that all films with a similar theme to this will fall under sucks to me you know do you get what i'm trying to say so yes mm. it's there okay it's a film that doesn't scare but it's still a horror yes it doesn't mean that any other film that doesn't scare as a horror i'm gonna hate as well just mm. being fair francis delon says i'd give get out maybe a seven out of ten interesting i would high. give it i would give it a four four out of ten for me <sighs> the thing is as i said i maybe it was a bit harsh when i was like just get to the point there was nothing building. I, I realized <laughs> Monty Python, get on with it! <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't. A, I think once I realized it wasn't going to scare me, which was one point. But I was like, "Am I really seeing this?" And again, it, when you start seeing house ends on screen, it starts to get a bit irritating. Like it, partially offended by that, as well as the fact that it just seems stupid. Like, what are you? Re I'm going to quote Chris Rock again. Do you know when it's like he speaks so well? Just because we have an educated black man talking in there, but he's working the field, you have to now question like. What, what, what's his deal like it was little bits like that that triggered me like, like what huh like huh no these ain't jokes <laughs> exactly shout out to her uh buddy mount says nico it's basically a horror me uh da, da, da. it's basically a horror me you pussy's illiterate horror remake <laughs> oh god <laughs> basically a horror remake of guess who's coming to dinner with sydney poitier Tucky goes on to say, one of my takeaways from Get Out is that the dad character is played by the same guy who played Josh in the West Wing. Mind blown. I wish I could relate. Yeah, uh, mixed Memorabilia says, AJ, I fully understand your points on Get Out and therefore it shouldn't be made. I thought it was a good watch. Five out of ten, but I can't see myself watching it again anytime soon. <laughs> Preach, brother. That's, it's exactly that. It's exactly that. It's, it needed more. It needed more for the whole, you have to see Get Out. In answer to your question earlier, AJ, RJ Skorinke says, I absolutely love the social content and the twist ending. We didn't. No. Simply put. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Taki then goes on to say, Get Out felt like a much... You see what I mean? There's defense for Get Out. So this is definitely, I think, falling into the overrated category. Get Out felt like a modern-day Wicker Man. Same vibe. Um, and mixed memorabilia. This mixed memorabilia says on that note, Stoker is overrated, definitely. Right. right, so that was my six. Your seven, what's your six? So, three things are sure in life. Hey, here we go death, taxes, and comic book movies. Now, I said Black Panther oh. was nearly there, Deadpool was nearly there. I think you're going to agree with me on this one, Logan. Oh, yes. Oh, oh. Oh, God, yes. Oh, Jesus, yes. I'm actually angry. I forgot this. <laughs> Logan. Oh, Logan, God. Logan, Logan. This film was so lauded. 
Like, how the best do you version get... of Wolverine ever. This was Old Man Logan. It's the movie we've all been waiting for. The definitive X-Men movie. None of the above is correct. I, and this, this is really bad because it was my brother, his best friend, and myself who went to see it. Coincidentally, both my brother and his, like my brother's friend and I were both really tired and ended up falling asleep in this film. Right? It wasn't because it was Logan. We were actually really pumped. We just went at a time we know we shouldn't have gone. I remember my brother clapping, like, this is amazing. And we was like, oh, shit, what have we missed? There were moments that had him clapping. And I was like, shit, I've really just missed a golden movie here. I need to go and watch this again. And I think I went, like, the next day. I had some spare time. I went the next day. And I was like, right, uh, what did I miss? And then I watched it again. And I'm like, what did I miss? And maybe I'm overhyping it because I was waiting for some great stuff with Mr. Sinister. And I'm looking for all these parts of the X-Men that's going to be great. And... One of the sins Fox always had continuity. Were, well, continuity. Well, that was the biggest sin. But one of the other sins was it was very Wolverine slash Logan heavy. You know, mm-hmm. everyone had origin stories. This guy got two. <laughs> right? Do you know what I mean? Like everything you look at, it, even first class where he wasn't involved, he was involved. And it's like you've got so much of him now, and then it's oh, Wolverine is going to be R-rated. Logan's going to be R-rated. It's going to be absolutely insane. Shit. No, it's got X13, and I, as a fan of X Men Evolution, the cartoon was pumped for X13. Yeah, she was good, but it wasn't. In oh the- my god, the chemistry that Hugh Jackman and this little girl had was like legendary. He deserves an Oscar. Shut up. Okay, because Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay called and they showed her. <laughs> parental bond. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of films. Chris Evans and um, oh god, why is her name blanked for me? Wonder. Oh, she was in the new Ghostbusters movie. I feel like such a shit for forgetting her name. McKenna Grace. McKenna Grace. Do you get what I'm saying? They're a bonding between adults and children that works amazingly. This one is there, but not so much. And then this whole thing of, oh, Logan trying to show, oh, these comic books aren't... And even that part where she has the comic books and it's like, you can't relate that to what I've been through. You didn't give me enough to be like, oh, this. Then you've got a slightly interesting scene. But AJ... Professor Charles Xavier said, fuck. <gasps> but AJ, when they bury Logan at the end, they turn the cross into an exercise. No, they did the thing, bruh. They did the Blown. thing. Blown. Like how smart. Yeah. May the ex be with you because Christ won't be with you. Like, come on, where are we going with that? Like, all of it was just like, oh, is this now the death of the X-Men? Because Logan's gone. Like, come on, stop it. But one bit that was slightly interesting to me is if you've got a man like Professor Xavier, who I don't want to call it dementia, but has a problem where his mind, that power, a mind that powerful needs to be sedated. That kind of mm. got me. Stephen Merchant as the guy who can't get Caliban. a Not for me. Fuck it, bro. Like, if you're deep enough in the comics, you're deep enough. I wasn't, right? And he wasn't memorable enough for me to remember his name. The only thing I really liked... memorable of the movie. There was one thing that was memorable that I liked. I thought the fact that what makes Wolverine Wolverine is what's killing him, I thought that That was poetic. That was interesting. I don't know if I was on board with it. It was interesting. I don't know if I was on board with it. The adamantium metal is killing him. He's dying slowly from metal poisoning and i was like it's actually cool. actually yes one of my pet peeves is killing off superheroes i just feel like it's, it's a bit like a bond thing i like to see a, a torch passed on so in that sense it's just a small pet peeve it didn't kill me i was yep. like smart though smart yep. but i don't like it that was my only thing 
But Fair yeah, enough. it just, just there was nothing. It, it was the hype. Is it a watchable movie? Yes, but it's oh the greatest film, the R-rated again, just because we're allowed to give Charles Xavier the chance to say fucking like oh fuck off, Logan. Oh dear, oh no. Yeah. Jean-Luc, did you really say that? <laughs> no, I'm it, sorry. It was so fucking on the nose. And I actually blame Hugh Jackman a bit for being such a hype merchant about this movie. Because he was like, you know. You listen to the press tours, and don't get me wrong, I'm very familiar with the whole actor being paid to say good things about movie says good things about movie. Duh. You're paid to do it. It's like, normally I don't really pay attention to actors being like, hey, look, this is like the best movie ever. It's like, of course, sweetie. Of course it is, honey bunny. Um, but no, when Jackman's making comments like, listen, I've always wanted to play Wolverine a certain way, and I've, I'm finally getting a chance to do that. That gets me excited, and yeah, I look yeah, at them yeah. go, "This, this, exactly this." Oh, really? This is this is the one, yeah. I'm like, bro, mm. you're walking around coughing for the entire movie. This is the Logan you've been dying to play. Really? Okay, it Jackman, not my Wolverine, then. Yeah, it was a slow burn that led to. And nothing. then he, and then when he's saying that, like, yo, 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 and just be wary. Hashtag berserker age. I'm like. You did it for one scene and then got ass banged by a tree. <laughs> yeah, it. You became a joke in Deadpool two for being ass banged <laughs> by the tree. That that was the berserker rage I was being promised. Yeah, and I think again you got you know Richard E. Grant was playing such a pivotal character that you're thinking it's got to lead to something more and it's just like the evil corporation behind what you're escaping from that was it there was no actual anything oh and it had that terminator moment that's the only thing i could call it logan versus logan <gasps> what shall we do yeah. oh look we cgi the young logan it's like can we stop using the what's eating uh what what's eating gilbert crepe no what's with benjamin button the curious case of Benjamin the Button. Case. Yeah, yeah. What's eating? What's with? No, the curious case. Can we stop using the Benjamin Button de-aging tech, please? Yeah. It's like, okay, we've seen it. It's a nice trick. It looks very cool. But it's not going to make me cream my pants just to see a young Hugh Jackman. Women, different story. But like me, it doesn't work. Yeah, it's just... Not good enough. It was just missing a beat. It was just missing a bit. Really, really was. Francis Delon says, never saw Logan, but really haven't felt any need urge to watch it. Save You're not missing much. You're, You're not really missing not. Much. Really not. They put an X and it turns into it. They put a cross and it turns oh, into it. Spoiler. Um, Billy Martin says, Logan is on Disney Plus in the US, which is great. Enjoy. It's over here as well, actually. Uh, Pedro Sancto says, Logan felt like an oasis, a good singular superhero film in a time when they all feel and look like sitcoms made by executive committees. It had a different tone, but it doesn't make it good. I'm sorry. That's, that's the only way I can work that. Billy Mount says, AJ, Wolverine is the popular X-Man of the films, and that's the mistake AJ is highlighting. But that's the thing. I'm not opposed to that. But you know what? Let's pass the torch on. That could have been something. And yes, in a way, X-13 was. But it was like... Fuck yeah. all that. Fuck all that. Give me, give me a good Cyclops. Give me a good Gambit. Give me a good Rogue. And this was the problem. Listen... If you're going to ask me from even the cartoons that you can find on Disney Plus, so who is your favorite X-Man? Hell yeah, it was Wolverine. Like, nah. Yeah. 
Fuck no. For me, it was. Gambit for the win, brother. Yeah, but, it, but again, it, it was Wolverine followed by Gambit. Like, to me, that was my way of doing it. But there, there was a team in that that you could appreciate. You you liked it when the scene had the two of them. But do you get what I'm saying? You could Gambit, Gambit and then Rogue but, for me. I like yeah. those two together. Ro- yeah, ro- yeah, that was awesome. But Jubilee. Jubilee was something in the cartoons. I'm not saying you can really do a lot. Maybe you could, maybe you couldn't. Kitty Pride is something to pay attention to. Like Cyclops. Storm. Yeah, Cyclops. I, I, I would like to say Jean, but the Phoenix has seemed they, to be a, it's only, a bit fantastic for territory. Listen, <laughs> they, I, I am bored of them nerfing superheroes. They've nerfed the Hulk. They've nerfed Doctor Strange. They nerfed Cyclops. He's the most powerful of all of them by a country fucking mile. Excluding the leaders like Xavier and Magneto. Cyclops is a beast of a mutant and he's never been portrayed that way. It's it's a joke. I like him in number one. right. I feel like you had that tension. Nerfed. Nerfed. Nerfed, but you get the tension between them. You can see how the story developed in Wolverine and Rogue joining the X-Men. So that was fine. He needed a more prominent position. It should have been him leading the kids to the promised land in X2. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Leave Wolverine on his solo tip. Let Cyclops be the lead. Let's see some leadership from him. And that in itself straight away gives you two people that you can follow and be like, X-Men, not X-Man. That, that little move changed. 10 them. points. Thank you. 10 points. To, another 10 points to Gryffindor. Um, Tucky says, lots of love, uh, lots to love in Logan, but dare I say it's just a bit too depressing. These are characters I've grown to love through the X-Men series and watching how bleak Logan is was too jarring. Fair. That could be on the nose. RJ Skaranki says, you want overrated, Midsummer and Hereditary. I haven't seen Midsummer, but Hereditary, oh my God, it's so overrated. I should have put it on my list. So overrated. Well played, RJ Skaranki. Um... <laughs> Harry's boy says Logan, the film that gave us no time to die. In it. <laughs> Mixed memorabilia says, AJ, will you have watched Audition Japan Incredible Movie by next week? Likely. Likely. Mm. Yeah, not this week. It wasn't this week. Uh, a few bits are still twindling, and we had a mega weekend in a silver screen dude way. <laughs> Billy Mount says, Nico, did you like Gambit in X Men Origins Wolverine? No. No. It, there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough. There was not enough to appreciate. And Pedro Sanctos says, sorry, but what's nerfing the Hulk? So nerfing is a stupid geek term that comic book fans like to use, which is meaning underpowered. What you may not know, Pedro, I'm going a little bit into comic book law here. I'm not going to spend a long time on this because I want to get back and actually talk about some movies with substance, or maybe not. Um, the Illuminati that group of people who you saw in Doctor Strange 2. In comic law, the Illuminati were created for one thing. Stop the Hulk as a backup. They all got together. Professor X, fucking Iron Man was in there. Black Bolt. The, there was, they were kind the of different brains in the, in, within. You had this group of people who got together and said, as a backup... What do we do if the Hulk actually loses his shit one day and doesn't calm down? Because he's literally not stoppable. Literally not stoppable. And they all decided together, he is too powerful for planet Earth. And they sent him in a ship 
and sent him away. And he came back in a storyline called World War Hulk, and he was pissed. And he was so pissed, in fact, that their biggest nightmare, which was, what if we get to a place where the Hulk doesn't turn back to Bruce and calm down? They induced that with World War Hulk, and he killed everyone. Now, with comic book lines, lore, there's obviously all these different branching stories, and they get reset, and there's a new fucking branching story. But one thing that is categorically accepted in comic book lore, you cannot stop the Hulk. Juggernaut's like, what about me? What about you, bitch? You cannot stop the Hulk. He's, he's the fucking strongest thing going. Do I like the thing they did in Infinity War, where they're like, we have a Hulk, and Thanos twatted him? Yes, because I fucking predicted that shit would happen. So, of course, I like it. But, in, but it also from, sets pace because it means if you fuck the Hulk, no one else can. Exactly. To go from the place where it's like the Illuminati were created to stop this gamma beast of a, of a being to Professor Hulk. It's like, get the fuck out my face. Get out my face. Oh my God, Chris Trangove, you're in the UK. Hello from Hey, Madame. how you doing, Chris? And also, I would pay all the money in the world to see a movie where Hulk kills everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, so would I. Fucking so would I. It was fucking so would I. Um, Francis Lawrence says, would Squirrel Girl be considered an anti-nerfed character? Yes. Most definitely. Professor X's treatment in Doctor Strange 2 doesn't bold well for the X-Men in the MCU. Nope. Ignore it. Multiverse. It's easily, easily. Multiverse. It's multiverse. Ignore it. That that shit's not going to happen. Don't be surprised if you don't ever see uh, Charles Xavier played by Patrick Stewart again. Equally, don't be surprised if John Krasinski is not Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, I have a feeling. I think it was because people requested it. Here, have it. But I've got other plans. That's what I felt that was. And then the last question is, Billy Matt, is will, will Universal lose the film rights to the whole game? never going to happen ever never going to happen and Doctor Strange 2 did indeed butcher the Illuminati so badly so fucking badly but the reason they did that is because they wanted to put the Illuminati in there as a little tip of the hat to the comic book and he's going oh my god they said the thing they did the thing oh my god I'm so happy because they put the Illuminati and now the movie's good it's like no it's not <laughs> fucking comic book fans man and I'm one of them, but fucking comic book fans. All right, what was that your number six then? Yes, it was. Yeah. So my number five. Hey, 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 hey. Watch me piss people off. Shaun of the Dead. Punt. Yes, punt. <laughs> yes. Right. So this film came up as my worst film of the 21st century. So technically, it should have been my number one, possibly for this week. Ooh. I had to. There's no way we're going to talk about overrated and not talk about Mr. Overrated of the 21st century. Well, that could have been Kevin Hart as well. <laughs> but Elf. Like, I'm sorry. There's there's just this disdain. It's man-child who's not funny. It. It, man it's the best way. It's the best way I can do it without like without going too deep. This whole concept of the film, and as I said, it's I, I appreciate Zany acting. It, it it gives me something. But this man just doesn't know how to rein it in to make it believable. I am just seeing 
this overgrown man. And maybe that's what does it more for me, that his stature shouldn't be this guy. I can enjoy Big, where Tom Hanks is a kid who's adapted to an adult. Jennifer Garner in 13 going on 30. I can do this stuff, right? It's not a problem. But this one, and I watched it, and it was the stupidity behind it. And I love these Christmas movies of someone from another, like an elf. The story of an elf being in town and adapting to the world is a blueprint of something I would love. Two minutes of watching this, I went, what am I watching? I couldn't. I just couldn't. It grinds my gears, and it just set pace for me saying, all right, Peter Griffin, you're not really grinds my gears. (laughs) (laughs) I just couldn't. This, I think, was the beginning of, oh, so this is the Will Ferrell that everyone's talking about. Oh, this is what they think is funny. This is what they think is funny. Yeah. And Harry's boy asks, can't watch anything with Will Ferrell in? We're not worthy. <laughs> yeah, I Correct. It. Billy Mount to our Shaun of the Dead. What? Double what? Kentucky, <laughs> each to their own, but Shaun of the Dead. What? Yes. Kentucky then goes on to say, Elf is a staple Christmas movie in our house, but it's not up there with Christmas greats. I can accept that. There's a film in America that I have to watch. It's a Christmas movie. And they, I think they actually play it all day long on Christmas Day. And people actually marathon it. What the fuck? It's, I, I don't know what it is. It's this little kid with the glasses. I don't know what it's called, but I keep saying I need to watch it. It's marathoned. Like, it just runs back to back. Someone from the US, please tell me what this film is. It's every year. And like, this film's older than us, bro. But it's done. Yep, and I want to see it, but yeah, no, but going back on a different topic, Chris Strangrove says, Not to get you all distracted, but today Boris officially resigned. Last time I was in the UK in Cornwall, he officially announced his resignation. Spooky. So, Chris, could you do me a favor? Could you move over here permanently? Because that would mean that we're definitely guaranteed that Boris is never rearing his (laughs) ugly face again. I mean, I was going to suggest something similar as well. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. But thank mm-hmm. you, Chris. We, we as UK sure people appreciate what you've done each time you visit. Pedro Sanctos says, Silver Screen dudes have never proffered their dislike of Shaun of the Dead. Harry's boy says, yeah, it's a Christmas story. Cult comedy classic with a touch of pathos. A Christmas story is the movie you're looking for, AJ. And Taki got I, jokes. I Die hard. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, Christmas story. That's the one. 1983. Yeah, every year. Every year. They play it back to back. Gotta check it out. Interesting. So that was your five? Yes, sir. Okay. Are you ready for me to continue pissing people off? Because I seem Go to on. be doing that tonight. I'm gonna I'm scrolling up to the punt just in case. Go. Casino Royale. That's all you, bro. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be honest. I was tempted to put a Daniel Craig in there. And I was like, I I knew you had it kind of thing. And I was like, I I, I feel, yes, I've just used a go-to. But I was like, yeah, they're, they're not that deep for me. It took me long enough to watch them. So it's not that deep for me. But I get it. Oh, it's I get it, it's fucking deep for me, boy. And the problem started here with that awesome, awesome, that yeah, the crying accountant. But look, the movie tricked people the way that Civil War has tricked people. Because the opening of Casino Royale is 
fucking amazing. The opening song of Casino Royale, performed by uh, Audio Slave and Soundgarden. Why am I fucking that? I just blanked his name. Chester Bennington's best friend. Ah, 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 ah. Lead singer of Audio Slave. Chat, help me. Um, Chris Cornell. Um, that opening number he does, you know my name, is fucking sensational. And then we get the crying accountant. Who likes to whip him in the balls. <laughs> That's about where I prank this. <laughs> You've got a great... <laughs> You're a great accountant who whips men in the balls. <laughs> you know, I know you, okay? You hit him in the balls. <laughs> And that, for long-term listeners, is a shout-out to fucking Street Fighter with Jean-Claude Van Damme, which has got the worst movie monologue possibly ever put to screen, and I fucking love it for it. <laughs> I'm not going to go home. I'm going to go up to Bison, and I'm going to kick him in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's so shit. It's so shit. Ooh, go you, guy. You all American hero with oh. your French accent. <laughs> Into balls. Yeah. Into balls. <laughs> Fucking hell. Everyone look Richard Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell. <laughs> Y'all were quick. I like it. Y'all were quick. I like it. And yeah, Billy Mount, you're right. That song is really fucking good. I'd actually go so fast to say it's one of my favorite Bond tracks. I cannot fucking abide Daniel Craig in this role. James Bond. Okay. James Bourne, James Blonde, twat cunt, whatever you want to call him. I don't the that stupid little pout he does. You're not fucking blue steel, you're James Bond, you <laughs> peen ass. <laughs> fucking man in his fucking oh, I'll have to name that drink. Uh subtlety. Or you could just be cool and call it a vodka martini like we want. Dickhead. <laughs> oh, but he looks so dapper in his suit. No, he didn't. He looked like a fucking Tottenham Hotspur chav who just walked into a Primark fucking suit shop. Well-cut suit doth not hide chav bond. Oh, mate. He looks fucking ridiculous. Oh, but he did that iconic scene where he walked out of the water. Indeed, looking like a computer-generated orangutan. <laughs> Do you know what it is? I will agree with you that it's overrated because there's just no great takeaway from it. There's I, none! I, and people I are like, it's the best one ever. You are right, you right, because Casino Royale was this whole... Okay, like, if you're unaware... And this is the fact. I I knew there was more to come. But I believe most films, and I quote me if I'm wrong here, most Bond films end. You've got the story, you've got your villain, done. This one yep. I was like, oh, okay. So he, he he oh, okay. Really? Then I'm like, well, what happens next? Like I you've be, you've built a saga and it was a weird ending to the first one. It didn't have you like, oh, I must see what comes next. And I don't even think it was announced that this, this is a a five film saga or even oh. I mean, 
Project was fucking awful. Like, I don't want to hear anyone telling me Quantum of Solace was a good film. Come on now. Don't be silly. You can like, and I'll keep on prefacing this. If you like Casino Royale, that's fine. It is not deserving of the hype that it gets. You can like it. I personally don't because I hate Daniel Craig with the fire of a thousand suns. But you can like it. That's cool. It does not deserve praise. Like The Incredibles earlier. This is the Incredibles is not the best Pixar movie. This is not the best James Bond movie. I mean, get the fuck out of my face with that. Like, and I genuinely mean this in honestly the most insulting and patronizing way possible. If you think Casino Royale is the best James Bond movie, you do not like James Bond. <laughs> yeah, no, I get you, bro. I get you. Chris Trangrove, Nika and I are BFFs, hashtag love my brother, but we disagree with Craig Bond. I love what he did. My second fave Bond behind Connery. At least he's your second. See, he's not your fave. That's fine. That's all good. We good. <laughs> we good, my bro. We all good. And Billy Mount's uh, Street Fighter with Van Damme is amazing fun. Hilarious. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. Now I've got to see Street Fighter. Yes. You will as you. Listen, Francis, I need to. I need to preface that with don't expect anything it is terrible it's not the greatest film you will see it's awkward having the all-american hero come from brussels it's it, there are so many wrongs in this film yeah if you're familiar with the game you'll be looking for tropes and you they kind of give it to you but they don't um the the best bit is raul julia as m bison actually fits quite well but the rest of it is really odd but it's worth a good laugh your face is telling a million stories right now. My head hurts. Pourquoi? There's a question here, and I don't know if I'm being trolled or if it's legitimate. Go. Billy Mount. Nico, would you rather watch Pierce Brosnan's Bond films than watch Craig's Bond films? Oh, stop it, please. Is this <laughs> fucking real? Is this a real question? Billy, you may not be familiar, but Pierce is the silver screen dude's Bond. Like, it's, My it's, favorite it's... Bond film of all time is Goldeneye. Hands fucking down. You take the best spy in the world before Craig took him. You take the best spy in the fucking world. He's beaten everyone. He's taken down Spectre. He's literally gone R-rated in li License to Kill. He's even gone and fucked around with the Colombian drug cartels. What next? His best friend. That's a story. Yeah, but but one film doesn't create a, fr a franchise if you take the trilogy versus now quadrology. Now Pierce's yeah, films sorry. as a whole were fucking progressively lacking. Worse. They did get progressively worse. There was a little bit of redemption where the world is not enough. Although fuck me, Christmas Jones, that was a terrible character. Ay yeah 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 yeah. That was not a good character. And the whole bullet passing through the brain, like gradually getting closer and closer, eventually it'll kill him. So dumb. So fucking dumb. Bond has got a bit of dumbness to it, though. And they forgot yeah. that with Craig. Die Another Day Die Another Day is terrible. It is terrible. Awful film. Um, Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow Never Dies was guilty of Quite being so. a little bit... Guilty of being a bit boring. Goldeneye is a fucking tour de force. Goldeneye, I absolutely love. It, I, as I said, I've not done a lot of Bond movies, but that film I have watched numerous times. The I think 
and don't get me wrong, I love Timothy Dalton. We were saying this in the car the other day. I wish that he, Pierce Brosnan didn't have that schedule, that uh, contractual conflict with Remington Steel and could have been in License to Kill. Pierce Brosnan in License to Kill would have just been fucking amazing. Amazing. Chris Trengrove, you nearly got it. Tomorrow Never Dies is best Bond line ever. I see Christmas is coming early this year. Christmas nearly. Well, I thought Christmas. It, first off, it's the year. wrong film. It's the world is not enough where that line is dropped. And then you're correct, AJ. I thought Christmas only came once a year. <laughs> <laughs> and what did I think of Quantum of Solace mixed memorabilia? Same thing I think of Daniel Craig. Crap. I love that because I'm sure, and I think Gavin could be my witness to this. Before you were like, they're they're okay. They're not they're not the old ones, but they're watchable. No time to die has just demolished the entire Craig verse in Bond. Oh, it, 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 he is dead to they me. They are dead. They are dead. He is, and Casino Royale is made worse by No Time to Die because I'm watching it going. It starts here. <laughs> It fucking all started here. This free, you see, you see what I said? He's a computer generated orangutan, man like a monkey junkie jumping up on the fucking jumble, jungle gym at the beginning, playing a fucking free runner. You're not David Bell, you're Daniel Twat. Fuck off. And Billy, I'm with you. What did you think of Spectre? Here's one which people are going to disagree with me on. I enjoyed Spectre. Do you know why? Because Spectre rediscovered the stupidity in Bond. Spectre, that is with um, Christopher Walker, isn't it? And he's in there in the room. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. I did like. That. I enjoyed Spectre. It was the first time Skyfall. I actually really do enjoy. Really enjoy Skyfall, Skyfall. Which is fair, but I personally really like Skyfall. Spectre, I was like, do you know what? The tying of the cufflings, the villain about to be dragged out the train, just looking up and going, shit. As his first line in the movie, the the, the 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 first time you actually see Spectre, isn't that right, Mr. Bond? You know, and you just that see Blofeld. In the, yeah, you see Blofeld in the shadows, that crazy chase through Italy with the two supercars. I was like, okay, cool. You have learned to lighten the fuck up. Thank you. I mean, it took you four movies, but we're here. And then the weird thing is people were like, oh, but I don't like this. I'm like, have you all forgotten what fucking James Bond is? It's lighthearted fun. If you want fucking deep and brooding, go and watch Jason Bourne or Jack Bauer. There's another JB out there for you. This isn't it. And Chris, thank you. My guy, you got it. Spectre is by far the most classic Bond of the Craig era. And for that, it's good. Indeed. Oh, Taki, music to my ears. I regularly see No Time to Die near bottom of people's ranking list. The honeymoon period is over. People getting smart. <laughs> now what people need to do is get on the Nico hate bandwagon. Long may that review keep getting thousands of views each month. Long may that continue. Feel my pain and hate. And then they're going to hopefully in the next decade see what I see and be like, ah, oh, shit, it all fucking started with Casino Royale, didn't it? It's like, yes, it fucking did. <laughs> Oh. Mixed memorabilia. Nico and AJ, what are your top three Bond movies? Ooh. I'm not in a position to say that, to be honest. Um, 
it, it's Goldeneye, and then I, I kind of squeeze. I've not seen him enough to be like, yeah, that that's an all-time classic. I do like Roger Moore. Um, yeah. He gave me fun. I can't fit. I, I like Connor as well. So I could tell you who the Bond actors are. Definitely Goldeneye. I couldn't tell you what film from Moore. Or, what's the one with the cargo when it goes underwater with the crazy American dude? That's my, my top three. The Spy Who Loved Me. Yeah. The spy Who Loved Me. and then Goldeneye, The Spy Who Loved Me. I wouldn't know what my favorite is. And You Only Live Twice. The first time that Bond meets Blofeld. In Japan, inside the volcano lair. Fucking yeah, awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fucking awesome. See, that's Bond. He goes and trains with ninjas. And then he goes and builds himself a helicopter out of nothing. And then he fucking discovers a secret underground volcano lair where the leader of Spectre is. Now, that's fucking Bond. That's cool shit. Fuck yeah. Literally, right? That's yeah. the shit. That's the shit. Alternatively, he has a guy with fucking metal teeth chasing him, and then he goes off a pier, and the car transforms into a fucking submarine. Now, that's a some... oriental man throws a... <laughs> a hat with blades at him. Like, ah, oriental. small mistake, my friend. The small oriental oriental man throwing blades was in fact not a small oriental man. You are in fact mixing up Odd Job, who had the bladed hat, and he was a large human with knickknack, with knickknack, who is the little. Asian human from the man short. with the golden gun. Job was, you are semi-correct. Odd job was portrayed as short in the game Goldeneye. Mm. It was a mistake because they wanted to put knickknack and odd job in, but they didn't the way they the game menus. This is a really deep cut, but the way the Nintendo 64 was designed, the game menus and the character selection screens had to be linear, so they could only work in even numbers. So it was an odd neck. Huh? Odd neck. It was literally odd knack. So they were like, we can't have odd job and knickknack in because that means we'd have to create another character space because then we'd be on an odd number. So they basically merged the two together. It was like, okay, right. fair. Yes, Pedro Santos is correct. You Only Live Twice is also one of the best Bond theme songs. So good. So fucking good. Bond and Blofeld should never be brothers. No shit. Francis Lalonde, you only live twice rules. Love that Sikorsky helicopter scene. He builds a fucking helicopter. It's awesome. And you see, guys, look at the fucking love you all are giving for you only live twice. He builds a helicopter. He trains with ninjas. He goes into a secret underground volcano lair. I mean, we are fucking one step away from sharks with freaking lasers on their heads at this point. You know what I mean? It's like, and that's the fun of Bond. And Craig era didn't get that. It didn't get the fun. It's like, no, let's kill him. It's like, you fucktards. And I stand by that. You fucktards. Oh, this is going on so much longer than I thought. So yeah, Casino Royale, fuck you for starting the tragedy. You're number four. So do you remember I said there was a film that people keep bringing up along the way? By the way, you should so totally put that fucktards into our Instagram thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, minute, uh, hour two, right at the beginning, AJ. Make a note. <laughs> so there's, there's a film that people lord they they really bring it up as one of the greats of the 21st century like yes. it gets brought up time and time again yes this film was also brought up as a 
a reunion after a bit of a silver screen dudes break. This is what kicked off us doing a bit. I won't say reviews, but we 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 were coming back together to do what we would what we do best. <laughs> and we went to see this film together. It was the first film we'd seen together in a while, and both came out feeling a bit, huh? Uh, okay, Baby Driver. That's my three, bro. I've, I just have not ever understood the hype and i feel like i need like i was watching the over hype yeah i I, I remember coming out of baby driver being like okay literally like okay i wouldn't say it was shit i would never say baby driver was shit i was like a bit like a bit of a weak payoff bit of a madness and like this whole he needs to play music to drive one trick pony yeah okay but everywhere i have been there is a person that will be like, Baby Driver's amazing, man. And I'm like, Same director as Shaun of the Dead. Uh, uh, Kelsey Priest. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, What? Why? What? What is it? Yeah, there's some pretty cool songs that came out of it. A few cool moments, but no, like, I just, I, I've, maybe I need to give it a rewatch, but I just felt very, hmm. Nothing like if if there was a film that was vanilla but is made like every favorite flavor you could have ever imagine all in one, it's Baby Driver because people talk about it in this. It's great, and I'm like, it's not. It was it was okay. And I mean, okay, okay, as much as I would give it, I would Ooh. I would echo Pedro Santos's words here, which is Baby Driver was just not good. I no I I just I always remember watching it thinking like yeah okay. Like uh, maybe maybe that is the definition of what could because there was nothing to take away from it. But I just felt like okay. So everybody has said amazing. I don't see it. I don't see it. I I look at it and it's like, have you never watched any type of choreography before? And if so, can I invite you to watch John Wick? It's very good. <laughs> you know, it's like people seem to get, and I'm not talking about anyone in our chat or any of our any of our friends and film family i'm literally talking about the masses here the people who because you remember there was a buzz out of that cinema when you and me walked out of it and we were both like kind of almost like the fuck like what is it i i feel like simba surrounded by the wildebeest like what is this noise (laughs) what the fuck um and bro to me there were two things that just made me go huh it's like it felt do you remember those old silhouette OG iPod commercials. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there were the black silhouette doing yeah, the dances yeah, 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 and you yeah, call yeah. the white iPod with the strings going ning ning ning, right? I was like, it just felt like that. It's like you've just choreographed some arguably quite good funky music to the beats of what a car's doing instead yeah, of a person. Yeah. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You are literally an iPod commercial turned car. Yeah, that's it. And then, like, this is what made blew my mind so much. I'm like, this basic level of fucking movement and music choreography turns you on to that degree. And then, of course, we have to enter Nico's granular brain here a moment. But going back to a civil war stance, you know me. I saw something and I was like, well, I can't let that shit go. Do you remember about halfway through the movie when Ansel Elgort has got, uh, he's 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 wooing lily james at this point ah lily james he's wooing lily james at this point and they're in a restaurant and 
Kevin Spacey invites him and says, one more job. You have to do one more job or else. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, no. I want to get out. And he, he says to him, no, no, you're going to do one more job. You see your little girlfriend over there? If you don't do this job, I'll make sure she spends the rest of her life in a wheelchair when you could have just taken the wheel. You know, really ominous. So I will fuck your, your girl's shit up if you don't do this job. He is threatening her. He has seen her. He has seen them in a restaurant together. He has leveled the threat. If you don't do this, she's fucked. We agree on this. Mm -hmm. Do you remember at the end of the movie why Kevin Spacey decides to let them both go? No, the film doesn't. Allow me to repeat the line to you. Oh, you're both in love. I'm sorry. Did you not see them together in the restaurant? Did you not make a threat to her? Because you knew that already, which is why the threat had impact. But now you're surprised at the end of the movie. So. But again, dead. again the other part, the protagonist just didn't give me that hero vibe. Do you know what I mean? He was just the driver at all points. You, I'm meant to be following someone to be like, he's the guy to follow. And it's just very bland. It just didn't go deep enough. It just at no point did it ever go deep enough. It was such my favorite thing, visual noise. It was visual noise without any cocaine bubble gum. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Crap. Chris Trengove says, it appears Edgar Wright is incapable of making a great movie unless Simon Pegg is co-writing it. Well, I'd raise the stakes and say he's just incapable. <laughs> Yeah. We'll get there any more comments? Like, this would be a perfect time for me to do a C and raise. But uh well there are there, there are Pedro Santos says agree on Casino Royale being overrated, good action film, mediocre bond one. Mixed memorabilia says baby driver, hoping for neon, but I was disinterested about 30 to 40 minutes in. Agreed. Billy Mount says, Was Baby Driver the last film Kevin Spacey did before they discovered he was a creep? I believe it was. I believe it was. Uh, the love interest is Cinderella from the remake. Yes, Lily James. Oh, Lily James. Also, Pamela Anderson in Pam and Tommy. Fucking amazing TV show if you haven't watched that. Yeah, there you go. I'm Pamela Anderson, Biddy Mountaineers. Great show, by the way. If you haven't watched Pam and Tommy, I cannot recommend it enough. Just squeezing everything else in. John Miller, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. And John Miller says, anything by Gaspar? No, I will have to educate myself on that. I have, yeah, I need to check Gaspar. No, so that was your four, my three. So over to your three. So we, I didn't realize it was the same director at the time. But mm -hmm. there was a point from earlier, and I take Chris's comment of Edgar Wright and Simon and Peg, and I go, which one of the dead? Absolutely do not get it. I, nope. Oh, great comedy. Great comedy. You need to check it out. And I, again, I'm into slapstick. I can do all forms of comedy. I remember sitting there, and if I chuckled, I would have been entertained by this film. I just sat there going, okay, okay, okay. And, guys, where does Shaun of the Dead deserve to be number three for me? Yes. I'm not sure. Possibly. Yes. Possibly. Yes. It could have been a bit lower. But let it be known that this is officially... In my top four, because you, the screeners, oh. made us put it on the Rushmore one. Oh, yes. <laughs> I had to go to a Rushmore or whatever it was, and that's etched in my system. 
and I have AJ? to show it to you all. Yeah. Would you like to put it onto a Rushmore again? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, this time, I am so happy to do it. I am so happy to put it on a Rushmore this time. But yeah, guys, like that proved the overhype because you forced us into putting it into a Rushmore. That is the overhype of this film. There is nothing in it. That I, I nearly got a poster of the trilogy because none of these films, to be fair, it would have been unfair of me because I've seen two out of three. I've seen this and I've seen Hot Fuzz. Neither. Gave Hot me Fuzz was better than this for me, but I couldn't. It, yeah, it's still just it's, it's a douche in the turd sandwich. Yeah. And you know the funny thing? It's, it's, Liz, it's Liz Truss and Rishi Sunak. It's like, I don't like, e I don't like either of these things. <laughs> the funny thing behind it is, is that... Is there I a like door number three? I, I like Simon Pegg, but I don't like the films he's famous for. That's what's weird. That's what I've realised. I, I like him in J.J. Star Trek movies. But this is what I'm... Yeah, but the thing is, if you ever quote Simon Pegg, they're not going to quote Mission Impossible. They're not going to quote Star Wars. It's this trilogy, and mm. they don't bang. No, they don't bang. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry, but if there is ever overrated, if this is where we're going to talk about you need your paracetamols, and well, yes, it's my opinion. This is most definitely the film I feel is going to do it. We, they we, we, it. my friend, we, yeah. my friend, because I, 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 listen. This film isn't the, the reason I put it a bit lower than you is because this film doesn't offend me to my core the way things like <laughs> Casino Royale oh, coming. We'll do, yeah. Uh, but it's just such a Chris. You're here. I'm going to use your word. It's just vanilla. Coincidentally, it's the Cornetto trilogy. <laughs> it, it, it is a vanilla Cornetto. It's like the cones, fine. The chocolate is fine. The vanilla ice cream is meh. I'll eat it if I haven't had a Cornetto for a very, very long time. But let's be under no illusion. Give me a fucking magnum any day of the week. <laughs> it's weird. Cornetto is not my tingling, bro. Funny yes, enough, I just said tingling. Deal with it. <laughs> I love a strawberry Cornetto, but that's the chocoholic in me. I just love it inside the cone. But I love strawberry. The... That's my chocoholic. The fuck? Because I'm, I'm saying, uh, for me, Cornetto, I like a strawberry Cornetto because of that chocolate that's within the cone. When I first had that, I was like, this is amazing. Like, I loved it. And it's always been my go-to chocolate um, ice cream. But yeah, this film just doesn't. I can't. I can't. I, and again, maybe it's an egg right thing. He appeal. He taps into the mindset in a way that we can't see. He, I, mm. I don't know because that's two films back to back from him that I'm just like, hmm. Webs. Yeah. Webs. Exactly uh, yeah. Listen, I think. You talk overrated movies. You want to talk overrated directors. Fucking Edgar Wright is right up there for me, brother. Well, three because out of three so far. So, yeah, I might have to agree with that statement. It's like... <sighs> the one exception, because it was so unique, was uh, Scott Pilgrim versus The World. You have to see that. It's, it's, it's fun the first few times just because it's so unique in what it is it's so unique um it's not something you're going to come back to again and again and again you know you're not going to lord is oh my god this film's great you're going to go okay that was unique i haven't seen anything like that before but then again a scanner darkly i've never seen anything like that before it was fine i'm not going to rush out and see a scanner darkly again you know it's like cool yeah. i've seen it move on 
But yeah, no, got no love for this. And I love a zombie movie and I love a comedy. You would think the two together would work. Not like this. Yeah. Go call Zombieland. Yeah, Zombieland good. Zombieland good. Tucky says, I love Edgar Wright. Sorry, fantastic director. And Tucky, I say this every fucking week. If any time AJ and I are saying we don't like something and someone turns around and says, I do, makes me happy. Yeah. You win. You fucking win in the game of life, my friend. If you are consuming media in a way that you're enjoying it, you are winning. You are not walking out of the experience going, I didn't like that. I lost two hours of my life. You're going, fucking awesome two hours I just had. Brother, you're winning. Like, respect. Gavin Mann says, Shaun of the Dead is a homage to the zombie films of the past and taps into the humor you get in the TV shows Spaced and Black Books. Not for everyone, apart from those on the big island. (laughs) (laughs) Well played, Gavin. Well played. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. John Miller says, yeah, I'm down with Edgar Wright, mate. John, uh, you are with Tucky. You are winning at the game of entertainment life, my friend. By the way, John, if this is your first time on the podcast, apologies. Apologies if it's not. If it is your first time, thank you. Really lovely having you here. Uh, We do this sort of weird little film club every single Tuesday, 8.30 p.m. UK time. Would be lovely to see you back here. So, AJ, that was your number three, yes? Indeed. Okie dokie. My number three. AJ, I have referenced this film. Your number two, no? My number two, yes. Nope. Fourth or fifth time, maybe, says John Miller. Then my deepest apologies. First time commenting, John? Not no, he was here before. He was, here before. he was my friend, John, I believe. Anyway, yeah. It doesn't matter. Pedro Sancho says, Nico, does it make you happy that people like No Time to Die? Shut up, shut up, shut up, Pedro. I'm trying to be polite. Um, <laughs> it cannot, right? The desecration of a beloved character. The <laughs> <laughs> oh, prolification oh, of an actor. Let's take the exception and not the rule, Pedro. Well played. Let's take the exception and not the rule, Pedro. Well played and fucking dee 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 dee. I'll say this, Pedro. My acceptance of people's choices in what entertains them only extends so far. Well Billy Mount says, Nico, I think Zombieland 2 is even better than the first one. Billy Mount, I agree. Francis, well, Nico, that's just your opinion. You're goddamn right. Oh, I love you guys. I, truly I do you. love the film family we have here. AJ, are you horny? Where are we going with this? Are you, you horny? You just ask me if I'm horny. Yes, fine. <laughs> I'll be I'll be gay, but are you horny? Not at this correct moment, no. But let's say yes for the fun of it. If that's okay. the answer you need from me. Uh, okay, let's let's flip it another way. Are you hungry? Yes, actually. You are hungry. Yeah. Do you like fish sticks? You're asking the wrong man. Do you, do you, I'm going to say yes for the purpose of this. Do you like fish sticks in your mouth? Where are we going? What the hell is this? So what are you, a gay fish? Shape of Water, the fish fuck movie. Oh, I should have done this for the bit of here. Oh my been. fucking word. This won an Oscar. I'm sorry, have they lost their fucking mind? Did, did the Academy get a fucking brain aneurysm one year from all of the Oscars so white shit and be like, give it to the fish. 
<laughs> did you let him go into me? <laughs> or um, gender hit? Like, do you see it to the fish now? Yeah. Give okay. it to the fish. Give it to the Mexican who made the fish fuck the white lady. I'm like, are you taking the piss? I really need to see this film. Just no, you really fucking you don't. Because how much you, you're disdain for this film. I need to know, like, am I on board? Can I defend it? I, I don't know if it is possible to be defended, but I, tis, I, I each time you bring it up, I'm intrigued. Tis a fucking joke. Tis not but a scratch. <laughs> it's oh. like, I feel like the Oscars this year were assuming the role of the Black Knight. Tis but a scratch. I'm like, it's a fish fucking a woman. No, it's not. But it's there. <laughs> it's on screen. And it's a fantasy movie. You guys don't like fantasy movies unless it's directed by Peter Jackson. That's not true. It's a fish fucking a woman, though. Just a flesh wound. No, no. He's putting his fish chick in her female vajayjay. He's putting his gills up her hoo-ha. And we're seeing it. Are you kidding me? And you want to talk about flesh wounds? What's going on in the background? Fucking Michael Shannon, who I adore. Michael Shannon, one of the finest fucking actors working on the planet, doing this for the whole movie. He loses his finger. He tries to put his finger back on. The finger rots. He bites the finger off. And the point of this is what? Is he finger blasting his mouth like Steve Stifler does to shit break in American Pie the Wedding because he's not getting any horny fish kill fuck action? What is up with this? This isn't horny. This isn't fucking Daryl Hannah in Splash showing her cute little tushy, which has now been censored by Disney by elongating her because it's a fucking family show and they can't show ass. This is fish dick in female poontang what the fuck <laughs> have they lost their fucking mind awarding this sorry i need to make a point here let's go on a little fucking tangent what year did shape of water win best picture 2018 okay oscar Nominations 2018. Let's do a little Nico's deep dive session here. Deep dive, considering it's a fucking fish. Oh my God. So this is a joke. Okay. AJ. Okay. Yeah, the Oscars had a fucking brain aneurysm that year. That was also the year they gave the best original screenplay to get out. This, the Oscars were definitely, they were like, it's the 90th Academy Awards in 2018. We need to do some outlandish shit to get people watching. Give them something to talk about. Like, yeah, Give them something to, to talk, talk about. about. What the fuck? Okay. View by category. Select a category. Best movie. Where's best film? Uh, film editing. Musical. Music. Best picture. Let's look at best picture. Would you like to, oh my God. Would you like to know Okay, they've really had an aneurysm. Get Out was also nominated for Best Picture. Okay, so the nominees of that year in 2018, we had Get Out. Dunkirk was nominated. Darkest Hour 
the Gary Oldman movie where he plays Churchill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Call Me By Your Name with um, Timothy Chalamet and um, Arnie uh, Ar Hammer the Cannibal, whatever he's called. Fucking Ladybird was there. That brilliant coming-of-age character study. Phantom Thread, Daniel Day-Lewis in his last ever movie directed by um, Paul Thomas Anderson. Brilliant film. The Post, Steven Spielberg's return to form with uh, with with Tom Hanks. Hanks yeah. Worthy of winning Best Picture? Probably not. But do you know what else was beaten to this fucking Oscar by the Fishfuck movie? Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Are you taking the piss, Oscars? Have you lost your giddy fucking mind? Okay, okay. The fish fuck beat the, the child loss. What? Wish I had the words, my bro. Wish I had And the yet, words. do you know what won all the fucking best actor and best supporting actor Oscars? Fucking three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Now that's some schizophrenic fucking voting right there. Yeah, yeah. If if all the points to make a film have won, why has the film not won? That's awkward. <laughs> These ain't jokes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. The fish got him. You're fucking right. The fish got me, Dak Gavin. Harry's boy says, take it, Nico isn't a fan of Howl the Duck. I'm a huge fan of Howl the Duck. I would not be a fan of Howl the Duck if it were nominated and won Best Picture. <laughs> Francis Lawn, don't you know me? I'm the fish fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Gavin Mann says, feel like Nico should be doing a Chris Rock impression in this rant. New pussy. New fish pussy. <laughs> Jesus. Fishing for viewers is Francis on Biffa the Hobbit is back in the house. Hey, Hello, Biffa. Biffa. Long time. 2018, they gave Kobe Bryant an Oscar for best animated short. Was Mind that the year Kobe passed? Yes. No, a year after, I believe. Okay. Pedro. Oh, no. No, it would have been that year. Pedro Sancho says Dunkirk is a good example of overrated. It is, but it's still better than the fish fuck movie. Uh, Francis Lawrence says, Darkest Hour, haven't seen it worth it. it was a bit of a snooze fest, but Oldman was fantastic in it. Uh, Billy Mount says, this year's Oscars sucked two minus the slap. Yes, but there was not a fish fucking a woman. <laughs> Makes me memorabilia. Is Guillermo del Toro still based on Pan's Labyrinth, which in itself is a very particular subjective film? Guillermo del Toro, along with Edgar Wright, is the most overrated fucking director working today. People need to wise up and realize that this guy is not that good. Pan's Labyrinth was a long time ago. To quote Chris Rock, New Jack City was a long time ago. <laughs> He's not pookie anymore. <laughs> I love... Sorry, guys, we went to see Chris Rock this weekend as well. And yeah, he, he brought up the slap. And he was like, people asked me, did the slap hurt? Yes, it hurt. He played Ali. I played pookie. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very good line. That was a very good line. Right. Will Smith slapping Chris Rock with a fish, Monty Python style. And to quote Monty Python, as I'm sure many people are now thinking, get on with it. AJ, you're number two. Right. Sorry. Um, everyone. No, you're all good. So, in the world of animation, this film hmm? dominated. Okay. This, is, this oh. is Golden Child. And if you're going to talk overrated, this cannot be omitted. It, it, I, I remember hearing it. Now I remember hearing about Moana. I've heard about different films. Some people said um, Inside Out overrated. I don't think so. Like I, I have, I appreciate the film for what it was. Not as much as Nico does, 
but I appreciate the film. You can see certain films and be recommended. Um, Onward, I saw and I appreciate it. And these films didn't get mentioned as much because there is one film in this generation that has dominated the words. Children all over the world watch this film. And I don't get it. Because when I saw it, I was like, really? There is some dumb shit that takes, excuse me, some dumb shit that takes place in this movie. I have to, I can't let it go. Frozen has to be <laughs> on the list of one of the most overrated films of this century. There's just, the girl who instantly falls in love with a man and will fall out with her sister over it. Her sister who, because she has let go of an iceberg, has now said, I'm ostracized from the rest of the world. I'm going to make a snow palace. And she's not even the villain. The villain happens to be the guy who wants to take over the, the, the kingdom, but not ideally showing it. Then there is the other dude, the one whose name I cannot remember, the one that she does want to fall for, because he has a question and mimics the voice of a moose to give himself the answers. I was so pissed with that prick. I, I was like, this this cannot be what people are calling entertainment. I, I'm I'm aware that Sebastian the Crab will talk. And maybe that was their way of grounding it, even though she's the ice queen. I don't know why they didn't choose to let this moose talk, but him continuously saying, so what do you think? Well, maybe you should ask her. Like, no, 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 no. I can't let it go because we're talking overrated movies. I, I will. I'm happy to let it go. That's actually a pretty cool song. But that film sucked it just didn't give it to me and the love and everyone saying oh you need to see frozen every child wanting to dress up as elsa for why for why i beg you please oh your might your wire's gone bro yeah go do you want to build a snowman even that, I thought it was kind of sweet and cute, but then the rest of the film, I was just like, this is dumb. Like, And I get it, it's aimed at kids, but it's not the best that Disney has put out in this time. Take a film like This movie just proved that Beyonce is right. Who run the world? Girls, <laughs> yeah, little girls. Literally. literally. <laughs> like, do you remember Zootropolis? That was awesome. That was a Zootropolis good Zootropolis was fun. Zootropolis yeah. was a lot of fun. Oh, the fucking sloth scene in Zootropolis killed me. <laughs> that was so fucking well thought out. Yeah. Yeah. Gavin Mann sounds like EastEnders on ice, literally. Oh, it was worse. I would actually watch the Mitchells on ice. <laughs> like, the, the Mitchells on ice. Work. It just didn't work. No more Peggy, sadly. Yeah. Um, Billy Mount says, AJ, what did you think of the sequel? I preferred it. I actually laughed at the fact that there was like allusions to let it go. And they're like, no, we're not going there. Like it gave me certain bits yeah. that I found redeemable because it, it was aware, it was self-aware of the monster that created the sequel. That's what I liked about it. Um, it was okay. It was okay. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong, even Frozen for, for the fact of it, as much as I say, I, it was like, is this all the hype? If you just gave me Frozen as a cartoon that's out there, well, it's all right. It's the hype. It's that every corner you go, like Elsa is, out of all the Disney princesses, she has smashed them to pieces. She is the queen. You've got the queen and the princesses. Yeah, why? That's that's the beef. That's the beef. But yeah, the sequel's not bad. Even Frozen itself is, but it's way overhyped. Way. Oh yes. Oh yes. Um, guys, just before we reveal our number ones and equally what our potentially underrated movie is, if you have one, could yeah. you guys all jump into the comments and start giving out your Rushmores or your tens, if you prefer, the movies you, the four movies or ten movies 
go with four to make our lives easier, but as you wish, really. Um, your Rushmore of overrated movies of the 21st century from 2000 and onwards. I don't want to see any Titanic or anything like that, or fucking Matrix or nothing like that creeping in there. 2000 and onwards. Someone said The Godfather on Twitter. I subscribe. <laughs> you know what? They, they got their years wrong, but they got a follow from me. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, okay, AJ. So my most underrated, mate. I think you may agree with me. I don't think this will be your choice, but I think you may agree with me. I think it's pretty obvious which my one was. The Nice Guys. I I get that. I get that. This movie's fucking great. This movie is fucking great. No one went to see it, and no one talks about it. It is well-written. It's like a second coming of L.A. Confidential. It is beautifully directed. The dialogue is sharp as you like. The character interactions between Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling are fucking gold. It's got a really cool whodunit story revolving around it, kind of a non-linear narrative in some ways. There is nothing wrong with this movie. In fact, I'd actually go as far as to say that this movie is seriously good. So seriously good and so criminally underwatched that it could even vie for potentially hidden gem because this movie lost the studio money. Mm. People didn't turn out to see this. Despite the star power of Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe, and despite the fact that Shane Black fucking wrote and directed this, no one turned up. <sighs> it's not a bad shout, bro. It's not a bad shout. For some reason I'm blanking on the film right now. I did see it. I remember your... You saw it and you loved it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember this. I remember your recommendation made me go to watch it. And I was like, yeah, this, this is a solid film. But I'm blanking. As much as you've given me that, I am blanking. It was a good film, though. It was a nice mm. ride. I remember that. I remember, like, yeah, I, I could do this again. Maybe this is the alert to do it again because I blanked on it. But, yeah. Do it again, bro, and get spread the word. Everyone should see The Nice Guys. It's so good. What is your most underrated? I, can't I think it's kind of what. It's the film that everyone expected to make it into my films of the 21st century, greatest films of the 21st century. It's the one that when I first put it on the list and you said, you know, people hate this. And I said, you what? Ah, it's the, ah. Oscar. it's the Oscar winner that everyone says shouldn't have won it. However, your fish rock movie seems to have proven that's the one that shouldn't have won it. It was pretty obvious. If I was going to pick an underrated film of the 21st century, Crash was going to get the win from me, wasn't it? I mean, it's, it's, it's obvious, but. I still don't understand how it is not appreciated. I, I just can't. I, I feel it's a very well-told, multiple stories. I can't even say a very well-told story. There are multiple stories that is beautifully connected in a way after that. You're like, wow, like every action has a reaction and there's something to pay for it. It's the character arcs. It's the, those who were good turned bad. Those who were bad turned good. I just loved every single element of this film. And it's the one film that makes AJ shed a tear. I love it. I'm with you. John Miller says, is House of the Dragon a film? Obviously not, but it's tried. Wow. Ooh. Considering Nick not, is up weekly. I movies, really like it, TV shows. So mm -hmm. the fact that he gives instant reactions on that TV show makes me... Believe. I didn't even do an instant reaction to Lord of the Rings, motherfucker. I really like House of the Dragon. Like, really, really like House of the Dragon. Wow, I've not watched it yet. I, I think I'm waiting for it to finish before I just I'm, I'm going to steamroll it. To be fair, um, 
Listen, John, if it's not working for you, bro, it's not working for you. I've, Where are you I've... trying to Game of Thrones, though, John? Out of interest. Because it might be something that you're taking on for the first time and not be familiar with the world, and that could be why. This is a good question. John John Miller, please comment. Are you a fan of Game of Thrones? Um, Pedro Sancho says, Nice Guys was great fun, but felt like a minor achievement after Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. <laughs> kind of fair. Um, John Miller goes on, goes on to say, Did Gavaman just put There Will Be Blood in his list? I'm dumbfounded. Um, uh, and then John goes on to say, Now nah, I love Game of Thrones. Okay, then I'm lost, bro. I can't comment because I've not watched. Ah, not down with the characters. Ah, you don't like Rhaenyra, huh? Okay, fair enough. Isn't yeah, if, if it doesn't into the characters, that will that will be a. Awkward. If it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for you. I would say, give it a chance to breathe. But this is building to something special. This is building to something very special. Um, Gavin Mann says, "We'll give the nice guys a shot." Nico, seen Crash and really liked it. AJ, the cloak. <sighs> Thank you, Gavin. Thank you. Thank you. Right, that's all that has cemented it for me. That's made the episode for me. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> my god, did it break? Cloak's very sad. That's a great cloak, daddy. Oh, the way they are, I don't I could never ever break it because I don't want to remove that experience from people. But yeah, thank you, Gavin. I appreciate you watching that and giving it that sentiment. That, that ah, made my day. John Miller says, yeah, I gave up 10 minutes before the end of the first one. <laughs> that pregnancy scene put you off, huh? Didn't do wonders for me either, bro. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. AJ, there is a birth scene in this first episode of House of the Dragon, which, having seen my wife give birth 10 months ago, scarred the fuck out of me. <laughs> like, do you know what? It sounds that? stupid. Nah. Right? It sounds stupid. Knocked up kind of done that for me. I was like, whoa, mm. I wasn't expecting that in the film, but that was just the beginning of the book. Here you go, look, no need for that pregnancy shit. It was fucking horrific. Like, horrific. Just now caught the SSD abbreviate. Saw it earlier, but didn't put one and one together. Speaking of SSD, I had a little like, merchandise idea today. Go, hit me. Underwear. SSD, where the dick goes. <laughs> I'll see if I can find a designer. <laughs> Little SS on each side, and then D. <laughs> Putting the D in dude. No, for our LGBTQ crowd, we put the D in dudes. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, in the D, it should just have the tagline, the penis got me. Oh, AJ, the penis got me underwear. I think we, oh, I think we may need to. <laughs> the penis got me brief, says Francis. I think this may need to become a thing. Yeah. It's a, f yeah. <laughs> why not? I mean, we just need to find the right designer. We also need to find ladies ones where it says the penis got me on the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw this comedian today. I'll have to tell you the joke off, off air. But yeah, it had me laughing. Say it on air, motherfucker. Why not? It's because you don't... All right, basically, I can't remember the whole story, but it, it was a stand-up comedian. He's asking this guy, oh, you, is this your missus? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, oh, she's a Latina. And he's like, is she on birth control? You got to be careful with these Latinas, bro. <laughs> He's like, they pop out Fucking babies like nobody's business. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you come on her, come, he's a bit disgusting. He's like, even if you come on her back, 
the stomach opens up and takes the baby and she's pregnant. You gotta no, if you come on her stomach, the, the stomach opens up and becomes that. You gotta come on her back. That's why they call wet backs. And I was like, oh my days. Oh my god. <laughs> he did stand-up comedian, done it live. I was like, oh <laughs> shit. I was dying. I was dying. I was like, that's rough. That's actually very good. <laughs> Pedro Sanctus says Crash was a horrible pandering film and it's certainly overrated having won several awards underrated were you expecting a pandor it's the general no it's got the oscar i get that so among the the academy it's appreciated however to the general public it's comments similar to yours that come up and that's what shocked me i'm 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 shocked that people don't appreciate this film Guys, I'm still only seeing three people having shared their personal Rushmore's or top tens with us. Can you please, please, please jump in and tell us what your four most underrated movies of the 21st overrated, century are? Overrated, overrated. Overrated. I'm so sorry. That's another episode, maybe. Your four most overrated movies of the 21st century are. Please comment. <sighs> okay. My number one. I'm going to star yours there, Pedro. Thank you. Okay. AJ, my number one. Uh, regular listeners aren't going to be surprised by this. Moonlight. Jimmy, it's been a while since you've done that one. <laughs> it's been a while since I've had Moonlight in conversation. Yawn. Fucking yawn. Now, you want to talk... The word Pedro just used. You want to talk pandering. Fuck me. And the defense that people, oh, but Mahershala Ali was great in this. He was in it for 10 minutes, bro. <laughs> Brian Cranston was good in Godzilla. You get me? <laughs> Brian Cranston had more screen time in Godzilla than <laughs> Mahershala Ali had in fucking Moonlight. And that's not, these ain't jokes. <laughs> this is real shit. Like, there is nothing revelatory about this movie. I feel like someone literally just grabbed a fucking pen and paper and was like, it's winning Oscar. Um, black people, black people. Start with the black people. Got to lose this Oscar so white smell. We could do a fish fuck movie. That's next year. Black people. Not the fish fuck movie. That's next year. Who else, who, who, who else gets who, who else gets taken out? Um, who else is discriminated? Gays, gays, yeah, put the gays in. Gays is good. Get the fags in there. Let's get the fags in there. Well, my like, days, they use that word, but yeah. We're, no, we're, we're I'm not saying it. I, I'm, I'm playing, playing a fucking character here. Yeah. I'm not going to drop the N-bomb, but I really fucking want to for the sake of the skits. I'm not going to lie. The and the fags. What else can we do? The crackheads. The crackers? Not the crackers, the crackheads. Oh, I got some shit. What about if a nipm had a crackhead mother and turned out to be a fag? You just know there was a group of dickheads who sat around a writer's room and literally went tick, tick, tick. It's like, let's have a gay son with a drug addict mother who has a father figure who dies, played by a really good actor, show him having a fallout as a result of that person dying, going to jail, coming out a hardened criminal but flippity flip he got a hand job on a beach so the guy so the guy who had a hard on for the other kid comes out being a hard man 
boom. Yeah, they'll never see it coming. Giggity, giggity. So I'm sorry. Did a racist homophobic Glenn Quagmire and one of his sex dolls write this box ticking concept? What a pile of shit. This movie was so bad that Faye Dunaway didn't want to give it the Oscar. If you know, you know. And if you don't know, it's because she read out La La Land when they got the fucking envelope wrong at the Oscars. Faye Dunaway saw this movie and went, it's shit. Give it to the struggling white people. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that, bro. (laughs) I don't get that. Well, I'll play. (laughs) Tell me. These ain't jokes. Guys, if you wonder that, yeah, um, yeah, these eight jokes, yeah. Shout out to Earthquake again, comedian out there. This is quite impressive as a warm-up act. Some bits didn't bang, but others didn't, and that's a, a, a takeaway like that. I think the silver screen dudes will be adopting these eight jokes because it's facts. Yeah, I love <laughs> these eight jokes. Oh dear, <laughs> and Gavin, man, and here comes AJ with La La Land. If you fucking dare, AJ, I swear down. <laughs> Gavin, Gavin, Gavin. Out of all people, I thought you would know me the best for what this would be. Aside from Nico, I believe I thought you would have guessed it. I, I, I mean, you know what it is, right? You must do. Almost overrated. Begins with an A. Oh yes, yes. Oh yeah. Let's not waste any time. Avatar. <laughs> I'm sorry. I am sorry. Yes, it's a visual beauty. I will never. Ever. Pandora was my number one when it came to fictional areas, right? I will never take that away from this film. But my God, is it long and drawn out. I, oh gosh. I remember Annika talking to me once. Yeah, shout out to Annika and Malta. And then she was talking about, she said, oh, he, he really loves this film. And I, we're going to watch it. And she came back and she was like, oh my God, kill me now. And it was like, what are these things? And she's like, it's the anniversary was coming up or something. And she's like, I'm going to do it because he likes it, but I cannot stand this. And I remember feeling like, thank you, I am not alone on this island. And every, and I'm going to put something out there. Island of people... relevancy, hail the tribal <laughs> chief. <laughs> I know that people will be like, huh? I'm aware of the story of Fern Gully. I have not seen Fern Gully, but I am very sure that Fern Gully was said a lot quicker than this fucking film. And this is what kills me. And then what then bugs the hell out of me even more is I get it. I get it. Like, it's like people can say, like, The Matrix was revolutionary, but you know what? It's not for me. And that can be a case. But people are so into this film that they have allowed the director to make another five or six of this. Like, please, no, how can you put so much faith in one film that was just long as fuck? I, no, no. You know why? Because it's the most successful money. film of all time. Money, yeah, money, money. Lots and lots of yeah. money. But what? What? Take away the visual beauty. And please tell me, you can... My biggest regret when it comes to Avatar, and I will say this time and time again, and it's something which will make me want to watch this film one last time. I have not seen it in 3D. That is my one regret. And maybe that that may be what might make this film amazing. However, the beauty, as I said, starts to wean. It is a long-ass movie with not much going on. So here's the thing, you know that, have you noticed that they've recently pulled Avatar from Disney Plus? Have they now? Do you know why? Because they're what, remastering it for free? No, they're about to re-release it in the cinemas before Avatar 2 drops. 
course, of course, smash some more cash. Why not? Smash some more cash. And can I tell you? Can I it tell will, you? It will make. Oh, wait, wait, wait! If this thing's coming out in three D, I am there. I will go with you because I will... Avatar 3D. While I agree with everything you've just said, you will not hear an argument from me. Avatar in 3D was one of the most awe-inspiring things I've ever seen. I will come with you, but you know my rule for a film, based on the way that the minute my mind relaxes, I fall asleep. I am a two can of Red Bull done. If I'm really desperate to make sure I will not miss this film, I buy three. I will buy a fucking six pack for this film because I know <laughs> that I will still be challenged. No, I, I honestly, I don't get it. I don't. It's it's a visual beauty, and that is all I could ever call it. That's all it is. It, this is the biggest case of my favorite two words, visual noise, maybe ever. It's Fern Gully. It's Dances with Wolves. It's Pocahontas. It's the gay Smurfs from outer space. <laughs> Shout out to Raul. <laughs> oh, I said his fucking name again, didn't I? <laughs> Listen, the first time, and I know Gavin can attest it. You really brought him out. So right now, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. that's really nothing. I'll tell you what, mate. For all of the moaning and bitching that I'm seeing, with respect, in the chat about how bad Avatar is, and yeah, and from you, and online, and on Twitter, mate, this movie came up again and again and again. Most overrated film of the 21st century? Question mark. Avatar. 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 Y'all are still gonna go fucking see the sequel. And I don't know. If, listen. You can tell me no if you want. You can tell me no if you want. I will believe it when I see that movie not making billion dollars. Okay, that's that's the wider scope because obviously it has love. Of course, re-release the film. The fact that they even done that when Endgame. No, I'm talking was... Avatar too. Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, but I'm saying the fact that Avatar has made the money that it's done. It just shows that people will come out in their droves. Endgame one, they re-release the film, shut people down. Like it's 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 a powerhouse. I respect that. But I tell you what, and this is a God's, God's honest truth. I will give Avatar a shot. I will even give Avatar 2 a shot. If Avatar 2 cannot bang, I don't give a fuck if they go to Avatar 100. I am done at 2. That is a <laughs> Fair enough. I respect you for wanting to give 2 a try. I have to say, if they... Because they filmed a lot of Avatar 2 underwater. So this is like right in my fucking yeah. domain, right? If they're going to do 3D underwater with the Cameron Pace camera. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like I will lose my mind at how pretty that's going to be. Because you can say what you want about the movie for all of the narrative points. You've said it yourself. It is so pretty. It is so fucking pretty in 3D, mate. It's it is, one of the most beautiful films I've ever seen. It's one of the craziest shits I can imagine when it comes to 3D. Like, I there's, there's a funny story. There was a woman sitting next to me, didn't know her. I went to see this with my stepdad when it came out in 3D. There was a woman sitting next to me who tapped me at the end, tapped me on the shoulder. And she was an elderly woman. She said, do you, do you go to a lot of movies? I was like, yeah, once a week. And she was like, do you know how much, how movies are made? I was like, I, I watched some documentaries. I have a rudimentary understanding of film. Yeah. She said, how did they do that? 
As I, I, I don't know. <laughs> the knowledge is not so deep. But the fact that a random stranger turned to me and that has never fucking happened to me. And I have been to plenty. I mean, fucking Marvel. I have Transformers. I have been to plenty of fucking CG heavy movies. No one's tapped me on the shoulder like that. This woman sitting next to me, elderly woman, so has seen, I would imagine, the evolution of cinema. I mean, she looked like she was in her 70s or 80s. And if she wasn't, my bad, but she looked like it. The fact that a complete stranger felt the need to tap me on the shoulder and say, how did they do wow. that? There's something about that film, mate. And it's not because the film is good. I mean, it's got some of the dumbest shit I've ever heard in it. Why are you on Pandora? We're mining resources. What's the name of the resource? Unobtainium. Are you, <laughs> sh are you shitting me? <laughs> it is stupid as hell. Are you actually shitting? Unobtainium. Is it because it's unobtainable? Exactly. Like. <laughs> What, what are we doing, James? Come on, man. The, the, and, oh, the thing I found so fucking obnoxious. The f This is a minor thing. You'll be like, I didn't even pick up on it. The font they used for the uh, for the Navi um, subtitles, papyrus font. I was like, fuck off. You are one step above co comic book sans. Like, this is such a no-no. <laughs> 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 it's true though. I was like, this is fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking papyrus font in a film like this? Bruv, just you just do a good old Helvetica Noia and we're good, yeah? You don't need to be giving me comic book sans 2.0. What the fuck are you thinking? Like between that and unobtainium happening in the first 10 minutes of the movie, I'm not going to lie. When I first saw Avatar, I thought, oh dear, yeah. what's going on? And then the shit kicks in and you're like, okay, fine. Okay, this isn't going to be a fucking top tier movie, but I'm certainly in for a treat. And Pedro, I saw something you said before, bro, about how like, there's no action scenes. This yeah, here we go. Avatar was boring. Boring in the sense that it dragged, yes, it looked like a cartoon I can see where you're coming from. Not a single action scene stood out. I can't agree on that, brother. That scene at the end, where the 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 Navi are flying down on their on their toruks or whatever they're called, those flying birds, and going crazy with the fighter jets. I was like, Argh! yeah, but you know what? Probably people are probably too drained by that time. Because don't get me wrong, I I remember what you're saying, but I also was like, okay. I, I, you know, like when we was at Clash, and we're like, I think we're spent now. We've, we've, we've energized as much as we can. Fighting to stay with this film. By the time the fight scene comes, you're like, okay, we're here. But I don't. It's care. true. It's true. Um. Okay. Cool. So you wanted to do a little thing this episode, didn't right. you? Right. So here we go, guys. So this is this is for those of you who will miss an episode or you just want a quick recap of what it is for those who miss it and want to see the shorts it's just going to be a quick little breakdown or even an intro to show people like do you want to know what the silver screen dudes are about this is what they are this is how they break down their films and this is how they fight for a top 10 so at the end of each episode now we will give you a quick rundown of what our top 10 are nico you started sir so would you like to give us your top 10 it's up to you if you want to include the worst or most underrated it's up to you we could go either way as long as we make it a minute we're good your oh. top 10 most overrated films 
of the 21st century. My top 10 most overrated films of the 20th century. In at number 10, you get eight for the price of one with the entire Harry Potter franchise. In at number nine, don't hit me, but yes, it's true, it's damn true, The Incredibles. In at number eight, Denis Villeneuve's laughably overrated Sicario. In at number seven, the shitstorm that is Captain America Civil War. In at number six, the stupid movie that is Get Out. No, it's really not very good. Just get out and get over it. In at number five, yes, really, Shaun of the Dead. It's not funny. It's not zombie. What is it? In at number four, Casino Royale, the steaming pile of dog turd that started the downfall of the James Bond franchise. No time to die. You're angry with that? It all started here. Baby Driver is in at number three. Yes, it's a movie about cars being cut to music, and it makes no sense, and it's a one-trick pony. In at number two, two words here, fish fuck. The Shape of Water, my most underappreciated movie of the 21st century, I will give to Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe starring in The Nice Guys. And in at number one, the movie that was so fucking overrated that even the Oscars couldn't figure out who won, Moonlight. Cool. Okay, so for me, my top 10 overrated films are Paranormal Activity, Found Footage, Just Done Wrong, Toy Story 4, why did we do it? Toy Story 3 was the best? Well, the the closing of the chapter, this was not needed. If you're going to talk biopics and you're going to talk musical, Bohemian Rhapsody wins, Rocket Man doesn't. That is heavily overrated. Similar to Nico, Get Out needs to get out of my life. If you're going to talk comic book movies, Logan, overstretched, the last scene from Wolverine just didn't bang. If you're going to talk comedy, Elf just is not funny. Sorry, man child trying to be funny does not work for me. We'll go back to Kara Music, Baby Driver. Once again, Shaun of the Dead. It just wasn't funny. Sorry, guys. And people, please, please let it go in at number two, Frozen. It just wasn't as good as everyone's making it out to be. The most underrated film, the Oscar-winning film that doesn't get any love, Crash. And at number one, Fern Gully with beauty, visuals, but overly too long of a film avatar and that is us guys and if you'd like to find out more do follow and subscribe to the silver screen dudes there we are is it one minute for both of us i don't know either way i'll cut it and mix it and all right make it work it's a new thing it's going to be on tiktok on insta and everywhere guys and youtube is going to be a quick short hey if it does work out in two but we will never reveal the rush more that you have to tune in for Pedro, I really respect you for this. Fine, Nico. I've only seen it once. I'll watch the action scene from the end again. Let's give it a try. Good for you, bro. Much respect for that. Well um, right. Okay. Let's see what you guys all pick. So for, for your rush malls, Gavin Mann went in with number 10, Parasite, 9, Inception, 8, The Departed, Departed 7, Batman. There Will Be Blood, 6, The Batman, wow, 5, Sicario, 4, Mad Max, Fury Road, 3, Pirates of the Caribbean, Requiem for a Dream and yes, one yeah, John Wick. Bring the pain. Yes, Requiem for a Dream probably would have been my number one. John Wick is a funny one for me. I I, I appreciate it, but it was somewhat overhyped to me. But I still love the journey. It I'd was, say number I'd say number two is underhyped. Could be. Mixed memorabilia: The Departed, Parasite, Three Billboards. Ah. Shaun of the Dead. Nico, you know I explained that I think Parasite and The Departed are excellent films, but overrated. Fair enough. Fair enough. Harry's Voices, My Rushmore. Again, The Departed. The Departed, Avatar, Spotlight, First Man. Yeah, First Man. I, yeah. Did people Mind you, I don't know the hype. I don't know the hype behind First Man. I don't know if there was hype behind First Man, but fair enough. Pedro Sancto says, of recent ones, Power of the Dog was very overrated. 
as is shout out to Big Tone, everything everywhere all at once. Should be Ooh. called the same thing in two places all of the time. Ooh, shit. <laughs> Francis Lalonde says, only one film to submit, Mad Max Fury Road. And John Miller comes in with Nomadland. Oh, listen to that shit all day long. That film was a snooze fest. Django Unchained, Black Klansman, and I can't give you the last one, John, because Titanic came out in 1997. There you are. Okay. Shaun, Shaun of the Dead is going on. Yes. Yes. Um, so where are we? D -d -d Overheard. I'm very happy for Sean to go on. Guys, you don't even have to fight for us to put it on this week. Look, Sean of the Dead's going on a Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Driver, is it was another commonality? Yep. The incredible No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I don't know if Rocket Man deserves to be in there. Oh, bro, it's... It, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the other one that kind of sticks out to me is Frozen. Yeah, I, I yeah, yeah, I'd listen to Frozen all day. Happy with that. Frozen's a good one. Uh, get out. That was the other common one. It seems like the obvious one, doesn't it? Let's do it. Fuck it. Easy as pie. You don't yeah. want to have a tar in there. Wow. I, oh, do you know what? I was tempted. I was tempted. Does the world? Is it? Is, oh shit! It will destroy. I'll tell you what. If you leave Avatar off, this list is going to be a lot. Uh, yeah, and Avatar will destroy this list in the sense that everyone fucking thinks it's overrated. So yeah, yeah. If, especially if that's what you got. I'm, I'm glad I'm not on an island. Anymore. I really felt like I was, but here we go. Nah, man. I think, I think that's fair. <clears throat> I feel that. Right. Spoiler, I think Shaun of the Dead is going to get a lot of love and no one's going to vote for it. I just have that feeling that of all of these films, that's the one. I that's think you're spot on. But I feel the same about all four of these movies. Let's see. <laughs> Let them fight. <laughs> Let them fight. The roles are reversed this week. Ha! It's movies that we don't like that are actually going to have to be voted <laughs> on. Ha! Uh, what have we got? Uh, Gavin Mann says, if Baby Driver makes the list, where is the Fast and Furious franchise? Oh, they're stupid. I, I just... You know what? I think people just follow it because they follow it now. I don't, uh, I've not actually had to... Maybe I have. But Fast it, Five know, was fun. Yeah, but you get what I'm saying? I don't have people like, you need to see this. This is the best. Everyone's like, oh, it was all right. Nah, they're fun. They, just, they just have fun with it now. Like, Fast yeah. and Furious 5, 6, and 7 is a really good, fun trilogy of films to follow. There's nothing right with them and there's also nothing wrong with them they're just yeah. there they're very fun um pedro sancto says i do not get the disdain for the departed here typical oscars fare such as color of money scent of a woman reversal of fortune folks rarely win oscars for their greatest work this is true pedro santos gives us his um rushmore which is juno black panther the revenant avatar again avatar parasite 12 years a slave which nearly made my list Winter Soldier, La La Land, Behave, Slumdog Millionaire, and Inglorious Bastards. Slumdog, I will be honest, you know there are films that give the hype and you like, it's not going to work. I refuse to buy into the hype. Then I watched the film and I fell into the hype. That's what Slumdog was for me. I didn't think it was going to be as good as it was. I have to be honest. Shaun of the Dead wins the poll. You guys win. Shaun of, Shaun of the Dead gets coach carted. You guys also win. 
Lose, lose, I'm Sean. Ha. <laughs> exactly, you're still in the list. You just made the list. And Wrist that- ice when I'm cracking your mold because revenge is a dish that is best served cold. <laughs> <laughs> right, overrated grease. You're damn right, Francis. <laughs> oh, but a Godfather can't make it, right? Okay. Redo the list. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the official movie Mount Rushmore of most overrated movies of the 21st century in no particular order is Get Out. (laughs) Our second entry is Frozen. Oh, sorry. Frozen. Our third entry is Baby Driver. Our final entry into the movie Mount Rushmore of overrated movies of the 21st century is Shaun of the Dead. Okay, guys, once again, remember, now that we have done the Rushmore, it's over to you to crown El Capitan, El Numero Uno, the best of the best of the best, with honors. <laughs> or the most overrated film. That's the way we're going to do it. Because in the end, to quote Highlander, in the end, there can be only one. How do you vote for that one? Well, you head on over to at Movie MT Rushmore, but more importantly, at Movie Polls for you, fronted by good old JT from We Love Movies. The poll will be up as of tomorrow. You cast your vote, and the most overrated film will be crowned next week. Yes. There we are. There we are. Okay. So. Next week's topic, just so we can tell everyone. Okay, guys. Um, if I am correct, it's it's an interesting one. It's it films is. that only have one word as a title. Is it fuck? Uh, oh shit! Is it not? <laughs> is it is it fuck? <laughs> this is what I was, was. Oh no! I take it back. That's yes, you should. Yeah, it's first action movie from an unlikely actor. Yes, first action movie from an unlikely actor. So. That's going to be... Yeah, that other one's way down. Why the hell did I think it was that? Yes, boy. Way at the end of September. Hold your fire. Cool. Does the count? Asks Francis. Ah. (laughs) Well played. We'll find out. The (laughs) always counts on this show. Um, History of the world. Uh, Right. Guys, thank you as always. It was much longer than I anticipated this episode, but hey-ho, we got to go. Um, please do always remember to like the video if you have enjoyed the show. Please remember that you can buy us a coffee uh, for less than the price of your daily Starbucks by heading on over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash movie dudes. The link to that is in the description below, whether you're watching us live on demand or whether you are listening to us on podcast. And remember, guys, speaking of podcasts, you can catch us on all podcast platforms, which include... Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Deezer, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Podchaser, TuneIn, Stitcher, Geo7, and just look for the... Ah, just search for Movie Mount Rushmore. Trans- you nearly did it! I know, I need to throw in there, in there. But that's the one, guys. No, so thank you very much once again. We kept you longer than we expected. But we did warn you, sometimes it goes over two hours. So when you talk about the 21st century, there's a lot to discuss. But until the next time, guys, head on over to at Movie MT Rushmore and at Movie Pulse for you. That's our final plug. Until next week, I am the one AJ Anthony Jordan. YG with a quick one here. Quick number, no order, top 10, guys. Citizen Kane, Avatar, Boyhood, Big Lebowski, Mad Max, Fury Road, Interstellar, La La Land, Behave, Thin Red Line, Vertigo, I agree, uh, Breakfast Club.
21st century YG, but thank you for submitting anyway. Mixed memorabilia, just to repeat, next week's topic will be the top 10 action movies from an un the first action movie from an unlikely actor. By that we mean an actor who until that movie hadn't been associated with action movies. So that's it, guys. We out. He's AJ. I'm Nico Lero. Double V. See ya. See ya. <laughs>